Hello. Welcome. Oh, how are you doing? Go on. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Christmas special of the generic Maybe podcast. foiling podcast. With a little bit of foiling in it. You join us here today in the hot tub at Rich's house. We thought this was the most apt place to do this. With several beers and glasses of wines in after a lovely session and curry. Mahabharat Kingsbridge, shout out. <laughs> they always deliver. Bit like Max Track. <laughs> uh, first of all, crackers. We're going to make this festive. Okay, we've only got two because that's all we've got left. I hope everyone's having a good Christmas day, if it's Christmas day when we put this out. Otherwise, let's get some crackers going. If you put this out on Christmas day, no oh, one's you going to You go with Liam. Beautiful sound bite. All right, oh, we're going to start with some riddles. Tell you what, you do the riddle and I'll put my I'll hat get on. Get my hat on, you do some riddling. You riddle. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, there's the hat there. Oh, there's oh, a such riddle. a fat head. Right, riddles. Christmas riddles for everybody. Right, I've got, I got a riddle for you. What begins with T, ends with T, and has T in it? It's yeah. a teapot, mate. Yeah, bang on. Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> Blinding. <laughs> right, this is suitably I've festive. Had, yeah, I've had, yeah. Shit. Shit, <laughs> shit jokes, the Christmas has begun. So Chris was a, Chris's idea was to come up with some particularly Christmas appropriate material, content. content, questions. And the first one, I think Rich was going to kick us off with a bang. The question is, what should Santa leave under your tree this year? Foiling related. And immediately you want it. Dear Santa, this Christmas, I would like a foil drive because the enormous social media furore has meant that I couldn't want anything else, I don't think. But it's just not an option, anything else. So this is an interesting one, isn't it? Because the product is very, very interesting. It's not interesting, it's laser sharp and good. I've played with it. I played with it. Dominic came to my house Did you get a couple it of months ago. Did you get it up? Well, this is the analogy I was going to use, Freddie. It's like the, the foil drive is literally foiling Viagra. It's the little blue pill that lets you get it up wherever you want, whenever you want. <laughs> and maybe when you don't even want to get it up. <laughs> and you're going to get it up in places that people don't really want you to as well. And that's the risk with it. It's such a good product, it's dangerous. That's what I'd say. <laughs> it's gonna give people heart attacks. Are you speaking from experience? I'm a man in my 40s now. <laughs> and, you know, what do you call it? It's not continence, it's the other one. Importance, impotence. I don't want to be rendered important <laughs> at any stage of the game. But yeah, that's 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 what I want is foil Viagra, <laughs> aka the foil drive, and it even comes in a little blue packet. All right, yeah. very good. I, I know what I'd like. I would like a new three and a half meter wing. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what happened, Freddie. Uh, well, I'm, I'm now down a wing, and it's a source subject. Are you, are you down a wing, Sorry. Freddie, or is Max Track Distribution down? The a wing? demo fleet is ever so slightly down a wing. After being told by our headline sponsor, Mr. Kite Barn, to my right, that it's what not worth fixing for the cost it would 
She's a cat. The write-off, mate. She's gone structural. Well damage. beyond structural. Yeah. Not even Matt Armstrong could fit fix that. I did ask Ozone directly if uh, it was a warranty issue, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sent them the video of it, and uh, unfortunately they disagreed. So I might have to take that to court and see see how I get. I had a mishap. There um, will be a video that goes on the Instagram, Freddie just reviewing his little repair, but it was quite a serious situation. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm basically down a wing. So we came down to Bantham today and I didn't really want to go in the water because I've only got one wing and I can't risk. And he smiled with glee. It was challenging conditions today. I survived. It was quite a long session in the end, wasn't it? By the time. Quite a long session. Survived the whole thing. No issues to any of the equipment. Tried to come back in through the thickest kelp seaweed mass ever. Managed to put a small hole in my wing, which delighted Freddie. Absolutely delighted. You got caught in the miso soup. It's a well-known phenomenon. There were uh, there were issues galore, and for once, it wasn't my wrongdoing. For the first time in a little while, I've had a few mishaps lately. Um, skill dependent, I guess. And to see you guys with a couple of rips and tears and snaps and breaks was... Um, I was pretty angry, actually. Oh, I'm sorry, I wanted to bring that up as well. Yeah, Chris we also, isn't famed for being angry, really. I can normally keep my cool pretty yeah. good, but there was something just rubbed me up wrong today. It's because he wasn't out winging. Someone had to take the lead, I think. It was it's me. It's like a, an aura amongst the wanglords. There was a moment I had to have a word, you know. I felt wedged between this soup of seaweed <laughs> and this shallow patch which led to the, uh, to the deep, and I just couldn't get out of it. There was, um, there was a mass of white water between those two sections. That was the problem. So that was the issue. I could not have been any happier to see someone get out the back than when Chris got out back. Yeah. He was wanking around for half an hour at least. It was I, a while. I wanted just to shout in his ear, go left as far <laughs> as you can, Chris. Go you did, to the river. You did well. Like Genuinely, I think that's the most... It wasn't the trickiest wave we've ever had, or say we, you were in no. all the time, I've ever had at Bantam. But in terms of the technicality of simply getting out and getting back in again, I yeah. think that was the hardest I, ever. I was so pissed off. I was out there and my day had started five o'clock this morning and it was in pool. And I'd, I was teaching a guy at 7am. We started our lesson before the sun had come up and I'd hot footed it after the lesson to come and meet you guys. I felt like I was late for this session, so I just hurried on out. And then I arrived to that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't was... know that there were still kite students that keen anymore. Winging, mate. Oh, winging. It was a wing that guy. Explains it. Mm. That yeah, but we've explains said this it. before. Chris is one of the few schools that doesn't stop, no. which is admirable. Because a lot of people stop in November and don't start until it gets warm again. But It's not cold weather, mate. Just the yeah, wrong I know, gear. I know, I know. I get it. It, I like it impresses it. me that you turn up to do it. And I don't think you could ask your instructors to do it if you didn't do it. But the fact that you also turn up and start a lesson before dark in December. Lead from the front. I think that's very, very Yeah, admirable. what is it? Sorry, it's twenty. It's the 21st of December. <laughs> and you're, you're teaching winging at 7 o'clock in the morning. And then joining you guys nice. for a shit fight in the nice. afternoon. <laughs> it did say, it did show <laughs> today, as much as we talk about the accessibility of winging, and I agree it is winging, but there's definitely a few places, especially that you've taken me to, Chris, where you're just like... All right, you can wing there, but should you fucking wing there? Bantham's a classic example, because you've got to be at a very good level, as you guys are. Yeah, but even as you are, you've two of you have come in with It, it took me nicks. just as long as Chris to get out. Like, yeah. I arrived a long time before, but it took me just as long. And I will hold my hands up. This is entirely an ego-related thing, but I was not used to being out there on the wing 
And what pissed me off the most was I, I think they might have gone when you were trying to get out. There was the two guys that you know, Rich, riding on the Enduros, kiting up and oh, down. Yeah, yeah. And I was looking at these two guys and oh, I was boys. like, you are average kite surfers. Good, like doing the odd yeah, little yeah. jump. I was like, you're an average kite surfer. And you are literally riding up and down laughing at me yeah. because I haven't ridden more than 50 metres yeah, in half an hour since I got in. Shout so, out to Irish Mick for annoying Liam. I, was, I know he'll it says a lot, this. doesn't it, about kiting yeah. as well, though. And I was just like, would you do piss off? <laughs> but yeah. it was worth it. Out the back, it looked really it? good. It was good. It really good. It was, I saw the sniper on the nice. headland as well. I bet the sniper on the headland was getting some good yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah. The sniper got in early, you got could, out early. You need the camo dryer, up there. that's the problem. I had to lie completely flat to because there was about 35, 40 knots, wasn't it? To stabilize the camera <laughs> adequately to take any decent footage. I had to lie completely prone. That's the only time I've proned this year. <laughs> 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 but I got, I got some banging footage boys you'll be pleased that your social media will be on fire I won't put that out <laughs> as usual oh well, yeah that's like, I don't think I might have lay in a rabbit turd and just like, I lost my foot down a rabbit hole at one point uh, worthy mentions being first outing for your new board finally it only took eight months for you to, uh... <laughs> it wasn't eight months but it was a very long time <laughs> probably nine months um, what are you on what is it it is a 48 litre it's a, a bit of an adaptation of, um, I think it was sort of a early evolution prone board slash sinker board from Swift Foiling. Um, so as I mentioned before, like they don't just deliver boards, they also provide blanks, they do like a cutting service and all the rest of it. And yeah, so that was basically a design that was, a, a, you know, a suggested alteration of that. 48 litres, I think it's about five foot. There's quite a lot of volume near the nose. It was great. Genuinely easier to start than similar boards of that size that I tried. Um, I put the order in having come back from Antigua and used a North Seek, North was it? Seek I think, a 40 litre board. So that was kind of the inspiration. Yeah, it was great. It just that's what was pissing me off, I think, was that the the lack of being able to get going at the start of the session today i was like i know it's not the board like i am getting up getting to my feet and getting foiling i'm just hitting weed within 10 meters <laughs> um and yeah very yeah once it got out back it was banging well you you would at that liter as you'd be the same as me i take it just normal neil starting the board and go, i straddle and it up. so i don't think i do something which makes sense to me but i don't think a lot of people do and I will always start straddling it, and I just do this like quick rock forward, and then just go from knees around the rail quickly to knees on, and hook my feet over the back of the board. The I knee flick. I don't yeah. know how you do that because it hurts the inside of my knees when I'm doing it. It does rub a bit, but yeah, that I find that's like mm. quick. You can sit, wait for the gust, and you're not wasting energy balancing when you got no wind, and when you get it right, it's really fast. Okay, I know. Maybe I need if to have a go on that. If you've got power, that works all power. right. Even an old pod like me can do that in a, in a fix. Whereas I struggle yeah. with the... Because I find that if you try and do the squatting sort of half-ready, one-foot-in thing, and I tried it as an experiment today, and just back to the 35-ish yeah, yeah. knots, it was more like sort of 18 to mm -hmm. 40. 30. 18 to, to 40. Occasional 45 yeah. for like, about a second. It's like a pervy holiday resort in Spain. <laughs> 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 like... <laughs> When you're in those lull moments and I tried the, the squat, you just sink. Whereas when you're straddling it, it stays on the surface and when you're ready to go, you're off. Mm. So, yeah, big, big positive. Will you, where, you know, will you use that in, in less 
condition, less good conditions? I will... Or will you keep it for power? I thought that that would only be for powered and good conditions. After today, that is going to be always assuming I've got power. As far as I'm concerned, if it's 17 knots plus, therefore I can ride a 5 with it, that will be the go-to. I will not use it if there's forecast lulls and whatever. But yeah, I think even in bad conditions, as long as it's power, brilliant. I wonder if it's a width, width thing, because after the chat we had last week, I, I'm fucking sick of this 55 litre that I've got. I measured it for you. It's about 20, because you're on about paddling it. It's like 21 inches wide at its widest point. That's fine. Then. But the tail is... Yeah, there's a lot of width in around the chest, and it's quite pulled in. At the It'll tail. paddle fast. That will paddle fast. But I think once you find, because Chris, you've always ridden quite low volumeish prone boards, he's going to find that quite big, quite quick. I would have thought in the prone side of things. Bearing in mind, he's used to paddling the ninety, so it's going to. But it's going to help, isn't it? It's going to be a good stepping stone. That's going to move you on to something smaller. In the my future. my justification was: Would I buy or put the effort in to make a prone board? No. I've made something that I want to wing that I will be better for prone. So I think it has ticked the bill, hopefully. For, for quite a long time, I was trying to run a board that would work for all sports. So, uh, you know, you could wing it, I could kite it, I could prone it, I could dock start if I ever gave that a try. Um, but it was like a, like a one board, I'd travel everything. And, um, and I kind of thought that it was the answer. I'm running the Armstrong four foot five, so it's 34 litre. All right now, isn't it? You've had that a while. Love it. Still love it. Um, but then I started trying different prone boards, and I think a different shape makes a big difference mm. for prone. You know, different different plan shape, volume, more at the front to get you in, but more pinched at the tail makes a big difference. And so I think more and more, they, they, it's, a different, it's a different board. I think it is. I think that this one... Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, I think that, I think that this one... This one is probably... Less optimal as its size for I don't know is it I think I think that I'm getting to the point with my winging level where the disadvantages that might come from the design elements that have made it sort of okay suitable for prone I don't think it'll be a problem I'm hoping but yeah it was interesting not right, good let's bring yeah. it back to some Christmas oh somethings insert um, well, insert some jingle bells yeah well, <laughs> jingle bells jingle bells will be now. Chris, what do you want on your Christmas tree uh, for this year? Oh, mate, me. Uh, just something little. I, um, a jet ski would be nice. Oh, I wanted yeah. to say a fucking jet ski. <laughs> Here we go. We all want a jet ski, mate. This is we... the legend of the paint and jet ski, isn't it? <laughs> I for met three him, Three grand. Right. Three grand. Rich, Rich sent Freddie and I, he knew that we'd been chatting about jet skis, and sent us a link, what, like two and a half months ago? So long ago. It was a long... And we yeah, all said the same bag, thing. Man. We were like, no one's buying a jet ski right now and it's coming into winter. Yeah. That's going to get even cheaper. Sweat him out till January. Freddie spent all his bloody money. Yeah. So that's off. You were going to buy it, but decided not to because you've spunked all your money on code foils. It's, it's, Affirmative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll come on to. And then I was like, I might buy it and then force Freddie to owe me 1,500 quid, basically. So I messaged the man. No response. He oh, sees the message. Typical Facebook, no response. Facebook marketplace. I follow it up. No response. So he's reduced it, but obviously doesn't want to sell it. 
Maybe he didn't like him. Maybe he took one look at your Facebook profile That's picture and said, I don't want to sell it to that. No one really wants to sell a jet ski, though, once no. they've got one, do they? It's just his wife or something. Yeah. That's massively sexist. <laughs> 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 edit, edit that. <laughs> that could be true, though. He might not want to sell it, but he may have been... Forced by a partner. Friend. Yeah. Relative. Financial advisor. Yeah. <laughs> you can't afford to keep repairing this thing. Get rid of it. Are you going to get a jet ski then, Chris? I'd love one, mate. But um, is it? You're a planned man. Is it in your plan? Uh, it's, it's there somewhere. It's there. It's, it's a little bit further down the priority order than I'd Four like years, it to be. Two years. Less than that. Six would months. be nice. Say, a couple of years. Couple of years, maybe. So, what you actually want for Christmas is a flood of retail. There we go. That's Same. it. Yeah. A load of people yeah. to buy some That'd stuff nice. to fund okay. a jet ski. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Are people buying stuff at the moment, Chris? Uh, people are looking for cheap stuff at the moment. Mm-hmm. What There's do we a think lot of that around. There's a lot of that around, mm-hmm. isn't it? It was an interesting chat you guys had with Mike last episode. I thought he um, he said some really wise stuff. He's very good. He did say he's a, he's a sage-like stuff. northern man from beyond the wall, isn't he? Yeah. He's a good lad. So, to add to that perhaps a little bit, when, how does it work for you as a retailer when the brands want to get rid of stuff, the distributors want to get rid of stuff, they do they dictate the price to the public and how does that affect you? <laughs> Freddie, Freddie's <laughs> what do you do, Freddie? What do you do? <laughs> Freddie sits in the middle Basically, of that. What, so, I what, what do you do, Freddie? Like, do you have the same margin that because they offer you a discount, you pass on that discount, the margin's the same, but obviously that margin is of a lesser as a percentage of a lesser total, therefore you're still sort of doing worse even though it's the same. Is that or do they incentivize you enough whereby you make the same? It depends, same? isn't it? If you've bought if you've bought the stock at full price earlier in the year before it went on sale, then it goes on sale. Then you make it tough luck to the retailer. Then you break luck. even if you're lucky. Eh? It's all yeah, about yeah. who's going to drop their pants. Isn't it? This is it. Someone is going to drop their pants. How low can you go? It's just dependent on when you buy the product. Who's as in who's going to actually drop the pants? It's right. Whether it's a retailer, a distributor, yeah. or the brand. It's when the distributor decides it's going to shit itself. And that's what's very interesting at the moment, yeah. isn't it? There's so much cheap stuff out there. Everyone's shitting their pants. Yeah, the pants are full. <laughs> They're hanging like Ian Brown's trousers. <laughs> <laughs> so retail's going well, is it, guys? <laughs> <laughs> like a nappy full of porridge. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to come back to me about what I want under the tree now. Yeah, I no, you can say jet ski as well. You can replicate it. The daft thing is, between us, we're going to have three jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> we're all messaging the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's he's not like, dropping the price. He's, he's about it. to start yeah. pushing it up it again. Three times over. <laughs> uh, does he bought a Mastercraft? <laughs> does Dom not have a jet ski? Tom not talk him into getting a jet, jet ski down in uh, Fistral? Uh, no, it's pretty tough down there. I think there's not many times you'd want to take a jet ski out. That's the thing, not New King. It's it's pretty good on its day. It'd be really nice. You'd slide it out to the harbour. You'd tow them round and you hit the good spots. But they're not very jet ski friendly for your average inner brakes. See, I'm bad enough at washing up on the rocks myself. I don't want to wash up with a jet ski. <laughs> like those shots of the guys in Hawaii when they have mishaps. Good God, that looks horrible. Oh, I think there's more potential here because there's all these little reef spots yeah. offshore that run yeah, into lagoons. I did have a jet ski many moons ago. We bought, bought it. Bought from um, Mark Glendinning when he ran out of money. Was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
back in the day. And me and Sarah ran it for about three years at, as a rescue craft at some of the BKSA events. So it was quite a nice way to get the brand we were promoting at that point on the kind of sponsors list without having to pay any money. So we just turn up, just just turn up with a jet ski and let let someone ride it all day. We it, was, it, it actually was very cost effective. We borrowed it for the student kite surf nationals, didn't we? That was gold. That was absolutely gold. That was the no, nationals, the one that was here. No, no, the it was slider, slider comp at Barbados. You remember the one that I didn't get council oh, permission yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. And then and that then one. somebody. Minorly injured themselves. I think minorly injured themselves. Dislocating their shoulder. Maybe everything needed to be hush hush. <laughs> Someone get the fucking jet ski off the beach. Eight years are gone now, Freddie. Eight it's years gone. are gone now. What, what do they call that? The statute of limitations or whatever it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't sue us for that anymore. It was Benji Lesby. It, yeah. it was all. It was all Ben's fault. That was a hell of a party. That was a great party. We in fact, that's yeah. that party. Yeah, yeah. had a great night. That, that party. That was we got a photo night. somewhere of the, there was four locals. What the one there in the bar? One of them had some breathing apparatus round his neck and forcing oxygen into his nose and there's Chris arms around both of them feeding, <laughs> they feeding were great them, sports, feeding them beers. Those boys. They were, yeah, they were great. It was obviously it was their local pub, wasn't it? Classic Cash at Cornish pub, they're sitting propping up the bar and then these 50 students barge in. Oh, mate, and the rest. I, th- I would think there's about 150 of us. The best thing that was about when it was that, popular. The best thing about that entire event is the, the pub down at Par Sands that we held that and they rang me like two weeks before the event and they were like, Freddie, I'm really sorry. We double booked the, the pub that night. And I was like, mate, I'm, I'm literally organising this thing with so many students. It's my about, like, what, what the heck's going on? He's like, I, I don't know what to say, mate, but I've got it. Like, we've got to honour both of it. I said, well, what's the event? It's a beer and cider festival. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, mate. Absolutely no problem at all. It's the only event I ever went to it, or only pub I ever went to at university where you were looking around and there's all these 18, 19, 20-year-old kids drinking pints of ale and... Uh, Scrumpy cider, it's fantastic. Ah, oh, the good old days. Mm. Good old. Oh, nostalgia, <laughs> Christmas nostalgia. This is appropriate, isn't it? Festive. Um, Those sliders still at par. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> They're rotting somewhere. I don't know where. I think that's the up. trouble with sliders, isn't it? I've yeah. got some dotted around different places around the country. <laughs> Ross Niger, littered Ross with Niger. Niger. <laughs> They took some shifting, didn't they? That one in Ross Niger was just ginormous. Can someone pass me a beer? I'll go. I'll okay. do a beer run. We've got to go past interlude. The yeah, it would go on. Carry on. It would be a beer. Oh, we're march. continuing, are we? Yeah, might as well. Um, <laughs> but I need to propose the question, Freddie. You might. Well, I'm still here. I can still right. talk. The next festive theme is: What foil would Santa ride? Now, when I first wrote this down, I was like, this is a desperate attempt at fulfilling the desire to make it festive. And then I thought about it and I was like, Santa's got a job to do. He's got to cover distance. He's got to do it efficiently. He's got to carry a heavy payload. He's a big lad anyway, he's Santa. Jen, some of the Santas I've seen this year. And he's going to carry some shit around. So you've been talking about the efficiency of code quite a lot recently. I don't know. I think oh, Santa's on Axis because it's red. It's because red. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, the well, ART, yeah. isn't it? He's right. <laughs> the little You've taken the technical <laughs> element of my question and gone, fuck that, it's red. <laughs> no, this brings another conversation, I think though. big lads just love Axis. That's it. That's exactly yeah, yeah. what it is. I am um, size humans. What else? If, oh, oh, bloody sorry. hell. We're still, <laughs> in, we're still in the hot tub. There's a Facebook group 
that is like foil wing foiling for big dogs. Yeah. It used to be 85 kilos plus, and then the founder must have had a fucking mad few months because <laughs> it got changed to 90 kilos plus, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Anyway, bone to pick with them. They keep removing our posts, advertising do. our they podcast. Do. So fuck really? the big dogs. Yeah. yeah, I did. Well, they have got six and a half thousand view uh, uh, followers or something like that. So I keep I keep clicking it to get in, and we did get in the six, other day. Actually, yeah. that's indicative of the market. Let's what was be my What was my favourite one there? The Armstrong <laughs> Foil Riders Group. Did we talk about yeah. that? Yeah. That's one of my highlights of the year, actually. I reckon if we're talking about that, which we'll come on to, when you put up when you schedule. Facebook put in Instagram posts, you can put it into different groups that you're part of on Facebook. And I try and put it in like Armstrong Foil Riders, Axis Foil Riders, Winging for Big Dogs, UK Wing Foil, and all this bullshit everyone follows, all the forums nowadays. And someone on the Armstrong Foil Riders group said, take your generic foil chat out of this group and fuck off, basically. Oh dear. I was like, really, we're not into this. We only talk about Armstrong. I was like, well, technically we're talking about Armstrong because I've just called it shit in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't say anything at all. We had talked about Armstrong. We had, yeah. And then we came back with Army and then my post was... uh, I'm back. I got told to fuck off the last time, but I'm here with your leader this time. Yeah. <laughs> and it went down a treat. I've I skipped the that. minions and gone to the top. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite early on. I really enjoyed that. So that was a peak. Um, my argument... No, sorry. Uh, well, Santa where are we going? San- Santa. Santa's on the So this is, this is my question. He's on a 14A, whatever it is. Downwinding. For anyone in the UK learning to downwind, and I appreciate I'm going to be... If this isn't Santa related. It is. It okay. is. Kind of. <laughs> because he's a big lad and he needs to get into stuff. So he needs something big. And obviously I sell a big wing brand. Uh, if we're going to learn to... If you're going to learn to downwind, what foils other than the 1300 are there to learn to downwind on? 1310. <laughs> <laughs> There's the 1150. That's quite good for the smaller dogs. For different brand. I think if you're, eight, brand. if you're 80 kilos, that'd be all right. I am I'm curious to know from a downwinding what? point of view if Big, you're going to get into downwinding in the oh, UK. I've got an strong, a, I've got an APF. APF. I've got one of those. Okay, all right, good. I'm putting my hand up here. I've got one of them. Used it quite a bit. Like it's it? A, it's very lifty. Good okay. grief on a cake. It's it's very <laughs> lifty, um, and actually has a surprising top end. I foiled it recently, and my mate Howard, who's on Instagram as Nugs for Days or something like that. Yeah, he probably follows us. Yeah, he, he's he's like a... Um, <laughs> he's a dude with a GoPro. This does sound good for Howard, Santa. Howard <laughs> is lifty. a dude with a GoPro who is a lawyer. I think he's a marine lawyer or something, and he's just he's a full-frothed surfer, and he just goes out with his GoPro, talks to everyone, and annoys everyone in the lineup. And then just GoPros everyone and then puts it on the internet, whether you want it there or not. So he put it on this sort of local surf thing that everyone looks at. And, yeah, we got quite a lot of hate. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's spoilers at Bantham now. Yeah, it's gone to the dogs. <laughs> you wait till your mate with the GoPro yeah, buys yeah. a foil drive. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> when they get through. But the, the, the problem, I was like, God, we've been there for like five years now. Five years. Some of the highest level surface at Bantham Foil. When, when are we going to get over this? Well, the difficulty it's being that, that one person that's put that comment, his one trip a year to Bantham, he never sees you? Yeah, he probably doesn't surf, does yeah. he? Or, or has he bought a mid-length or something like that? <laughs> so maybe when Santa starts <laughs> foiling, then... So I think if he wants a stripey number, it's that big APF, because that does work, and I could pump it quite a long way for a big lad. So, yeah. Is anyone doing much on the sab foils? The downwind. Oh, I haven't seen much downwind content from Sabfoil. 
No idea. No. Do we care? The only big subfoils I see, what's that super nice guy called Gwen I met at the Cabrina Week meeting? What's Gwen? he called? Is he called Gwen? Glenn? Gwen? The French guy that lives in America with Mr. Happy. Wee, wee, wee. No, not him. Not I think him. He is. Really? What's he called? He's called Gwen something, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's called Gwen. Mr. Happy being... Well, this is a good anecdote, isn't it? But yeah, I see him with a, I see him with a big subfoil pumping around, okay. but he can do anything. He can, like, beach star. Yeah, he's guy. bloody beach star, yeah. that razor. I think he's actually got some sort of jet propulsion in his anus. He just goes, man, like, off he whizzes. I think he takes actual Viagra. I think yeah. that's what it is, okay. the real yeah. blue well, pill. Okay. Uh, anyway, moving on. What, what is Santa going to use? Did we finish that? It's an Axis 1401. It's red. It's red. 14-1. Go are big and red. Yeah, that's well, true. not anymore. According to Kahi, we don't want it. We don't want him to be big and red. Is that what he put him? I think yeah. Santa's on an e-foil. Oh, lazy fuck. You think he's on a flight or an e-foil? Yeah. Poor Rudolph. He's on an inflatable flight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you with you the handlebars, without the handlebars, <laughs> with the bloody handlebars, the full words. and like bells attached to the handlebars <laughs> and tinsel and shit up the shaft. <laughs> Do you reckon you could make a foiling trailer? Oh, I don't Ooh. know about that. My mate Barney, to tried to, tried to, he, he tried to make a bi-directional twin-tip um, hydrofoil for kite surfing in about 2004 for his um, final level sort of degree piece. Didn't work for shit. I've ridden one. Have you? Yes. Well, well, well. It was terrible. Yeah. That was the final frontier. I myself and uh, one of the old the old water sports manager on Necker got tasked with getting Mr. Branson foiling, and it was painful. And part of that was someone had designed this bi-directional twin tip. I wonder thinking if it was Barnaby Townsend. My first question was, will it go on a fly surfer door XL? Otherwise, he's not interested. Otherwise, <laughs> the old goat's not getting on there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, do you reckon you make a foiling trailer? Could yeah, you make something self-stabilising and tow it round? You'd have to have a double mast it. jobby. I think it'd be like a quad yeah. mast, wouldn't it? Would it be like front and back? Or you would it have those... Yeah, front, yeah, yeah, exactly. A little feeler like the America's Cup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What does that do? Adjust the tail angle? I don't know, mate. We'll figure I'm it out. I'll get, I'll get Arnie. Arnie knows all those guys. We'll get Arnie <laughs> yeah, back on true. and he'll yeah, help us out. probably adjust something else by hydraulical ram or something. Okay, so next question... Has the generic foiling podcast detrimentally affected your sales in 2023? No, but 2024 is a year. <laughs> <laughs> you tried quite hard, but I, mean, they were, I think sales-wise, they've been hammering closeouts so vigorously. <laughs> the actual statistics probably look quite good. <laughs> well, but did. I would say I've had a customer ask me, What's with fuck Duotone? <laughs> <laughs> so word is spreading. <laughs> I'm really good. Any media is good media. That's Any what we're going with. That's what, and we did We did get a question from a listener the other day who did message saying, I'm literally just about to... Uh, I wonder if it was the same guy. No, they didn't say why. They oh, asked. The, I'm sure they just asked the question and they were like, what's this whole fuck Duotone <laughs> thing about? And we explained, if anyone hasn't listened, listen to the Kahi episode, because we explained it's all a joke. There is They make good product, blah, blah, blah. We hate Go it, listen to that one. Product, yeah. They make really good stuff. So we actually said to the guy, it's all a joke, don't worry about it. And he was literally like, oh, good, I'm just double-checking, because I was about to drop a few grand on gear. And so, yeah, I like that that was considered. So don't worry, Nick and Tim. <laughs> we, are, we are in the background. We're working for you. 
We do like the brand. That was no, said with no. such sincerity. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 2024, 2024. Yeah. continue the Fuck campaign. <laughs> Between you and Paolo Novotna's bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got more power in this industry? <laughs> Two gently curing Polish hams and you boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that might be my highlight of the year. <laughs> All right, swiftly, swiftly moving on. Oh no, she's, um, she's Czech. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> she is annoyingly fucking good, though. She's very good. All right, I, silence. I saw a video of her the other day on the internet riding a quad bike. I don't know what was being promoted. Her, the quad bike, duotone. It was a bloody mystery. But yeah, there's sometimes. There's um. Sometimes you got to turn social media off. Yeah, I agree. think. I'd agree with that. Before your wife sees. Does anybody? <laughs> did anybody see the uh, video of the WSL surf commentator? Oh no! It was like it was. I don't. I don't know much about WSL, but the, I don't even know if it was true or whether it was a comedy. But the gist of it was the women's final had come on, and like this commentator, a man. Was like trying to come oh, up with something. Yes, did you listen? Did. Yeah, watch this. A very and brief line. I was like, I can't. I can't. Whatever was, I was doing at the time, I didn't want to laugh that hard at it. He was. He made some comment about how they must be feeling, didn't he, or something? He said something along the lines of, "I wonder what the women are feeling going out there." But we wouldn't know because we're men. We don't, <laughs> yeah. we don't think like and that. He, and he was you can see that he's like, fuck, I've said something sensitive. I'm going to do my best to justify this. And he just did not stop digging. No. He didn't put the shovel down oh and kept going and going. Anyway, so I'm going to swiftly move on. Um, I can't quite stick to the order of my own list that we've got here. So I thought we could maybe go to Chris Burke. Chris Burke runs a water sports centre and as per a water sports centre manager has written his notes on paper and then dropped it in the hot tub. <laughs> Making it perfectly bonded to the side of the hot tub so I can read them without any issues. I'm going to be scrapping that off on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) A nice memento for you, mate. Oh, shit. Um, We were going to talk about highlights of the year. Oh, all right. What was your... um, Freddie, you had loads to choose from, didn't you? (laughs) Highs and lows of the year. Uh, Hits with a high. No, I did. Well, no, okay. No, I didn't have any highs was the problem. Why do we concentrate on the lows so much? I can't remember the highs. We must have had some highs. (laughs) Nah. I think the lows have sort of become part of the... They're synonymous with the podcast. Uh, yeah. The and, and they're I... all revolved around my riding. <laughs> and my critique of social media, that comes in a bit. Um, oh, I don't so know. your worst standout, worst session? Was last was, week. Was last the week. listeners it, haven't it actually heard Oh, the shall we story. go into some depth we on this to. matter? I don't want to, but we are going to have to. Because it is... Well, not even comedy genius, but it's it's just me fucking everything up again and you three laughing at me about it. <laughs> so you had contacted me and said, we're in Cornwall, where well, should we go riding? Yeah. And I said, uh, come to Porth, Gwythian will be massive. Stithian's Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Stithian's Lake. Yeah, you said Gwythian will be too big, don't bother, so we went what? to Gwythian. Stithian's, you said? <laughs> no, Gwythian. <laughs> he told us to go to Stithian. We should have gone to Stithian's. I had a great time. <laughs> I did have a great time. We had a great time. We, we had a really good time. And we can't talk too much about that secret spot anyway, so we can't talk about how big it is or how accessible it is. What, the launch at Hale? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. The se- yeah, yeah, the and secret spot. And then down to the big bit. The Godrevi end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyone that has ridden there will know that there's like one spot at Gwydi and Godrevi. You just don't want to crash your kite, crash your wing, crash anything. And I hadn't even realised I was there and I crashed there. 
I feel like you well, tell the story set, better because yeah, I'm, I'm not bad because I'm embarrassed by it. We'd um, Freddie and I had had like a sort of friends Christmas weekender, so it didn't help the fact that the night before, you know, there was some alcohol and all the rest of it, so we're like a bit hungover. I'd actually done a Freddie and I was running out of social battery basically and I was like as much as I love these people that we're with I want to go and do my own thing and they were like can I go surfing here blah 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 I was like I don't care I want to go do something on my own anyway so we go to do the downwinder hail to Godrevi it was like west southwest pretty strong wind sort of anywhere 20 to 30 ish quite a big groundswell for this downwinder there's like a, a headland that sticks out to the northwest and so as you leave Hale, you go out, you're looking down off this like quite steep sand dune hill, clearish blue water that we're not used to. Like you get in, it's super flat. There's maybe waist high rollers that are wrapping around this little headland coming into the beach. As you ride along, it's about three miles. It's mm. the famous as the three mile beach. You ride along it. It's just getting more and more exposed and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so it sort of like lulls you into a false sense of security. And then we did stop halfway down, didn't we? Maybe two-thirds of the way down and actually had a little moment in the water and went, look over there, you don't want to end up there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when you and I did it a while ago, Chris, we did it in it was similarly big conditions, I thought. You did say the words, if, if, if you get caught in the white water, that's it, game over. Like, just just game over. You ain't, you ain't getting out of it. You, get, you need to get out at that point. So we've done it. An hour and a half before high tide, which meant that this particular area that we're pointing at going, you don't want to be over there, is breaking up against the cliff rock, basically. There's no beach at that point. In fairness, both of us are riding relatively sensible on the outside. And this oh, we were way far out. Way far, way far out. out. And this mega set comes out of nowhere, breaks really far out. I just see Freddie get absolutely fucking nailed. Because there was well, three... So I, no, so hang on. So I had I had crashed, and I wasn't... I Because I crash all the time. I just... I was way out of the white water. I was like, cool, take my time, get to grips with what's going on. And I literally turned around. I'm, I'm like straddled on my board. Turned around and saw a mountain of white water just crashing. Mm. Never turn next back. to me. Never turn you back but on again, the ocean. But again, well, <laughs> that's one of those rules. Never turn you back on again. Her. We were that far out. I was like, it didn't even cross my mind that that could have potentially been oh. going on. And I literally turned around, and it was above my head. And I was like, I can't, I can't physically throw the wing far enough over that. Like, it, no it, chance. It, it, it was too big to throw it over. <laughs> toast. I'm toast. I'm fucking. I'm done. So, took it like a champ. So, what did you do? Dive? Nothing. Pray? I think the first one was pray because it was it, it, it literally was turn around, it's there, there's no time to like lay down and duck dive or anything. And then the second one came in because I tried a few times to get going again, and for whatever reason, whether the wind was just a l- lulling there or it was just so much white water, it wasn't, I, I couldn't get going. So much foam. So I was then ducking down, trying to duck dive. If anyone's been in those conditions, I do think it's got to be one of the most terrifying experiences. You duck dive under a wave. And then the wave hits the wing. It's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> and I mean, I'm waist leash, so all you do is you get folded in half, dragged backwards. That's why I wear a wrist leash. But then I don't know why. I'd rather, I don't have, I'd rather shoulder, have my shoulder it? ripped out. But my oh, but issue then you there know where, is, you know where but, it is. But then. I, I want to hold on to the board because the last thing is we want to do. I don't want to let the board go. Anyway, I think I managed like two or three more waves in this set, and then I was trying and trying and trying to get back out. But the whole time, tide's coming in. 
winds put and swells pushing us down to good you weren't successful anyway. the whole time I because i'd noticed anyway. and i was like doing my best to just keep turning around to watch and i was just seeing gear yeah. explode like literally gear <laughs> going you couldn't in the air couldn't there was nothing you could do you gear was just exploding you everywhere. couldn't duck this stuff i tried duck diving a few times i'm on the 55 so i was like i could potentially duck dive but there's so much white water and then the strut went and as soon as the strut went did you take long to go i need to get rid of this or was it only when yeah, it started I did. to drown you because i'm still a little while away from the rocks but as soon as the strut went I'm sure the video will go up eventually once my boss has calmed down a little bit from me having wrecked this. <laughs> poor Tom, man. Poor, poor Tom. Poor He's work. a tolerant man. Poor me as well. Yeah. I know. I, I'm, I'm now getting a track record, which I'm not proud of and I don't like. You're a um, As soon as the strut went, it didn't just pop the strut, it ripped the strut off the leading edge. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the trailing edge. And the, no, no, <laughs> so, no, no, it had, no, no, I hadn't done that. I hadn't oh, done that. Sorry. So it literally just it ripped the connection between the leading edge and the strut. And at that point, when you're trying to dive under, you've basically got a windsock behind you with no gap to let the water out of the back. So I'm already being dragged into the rocks. Now I've got, I don't know, 30 litres of water dragging me backwards as well. What and, are those and things under. called? That you, they're like a sea anchor. A drogue. Yeah, a drogue. A drogue. <laughs> got you designed yourself uh, a drogue. It got me. It got me. Yeah. And I, and you then, could repurpose this thing as a, as a wing leash. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. It will Maybe. live again. It will That's live again. Job. That's yeah, your, yeah. Yeah. You can deploy it from a small backpack. As soon as I felt that, that was it. I knew it was done. And I couldn't, I just, I couldn't do anything. I think I did pick the wing up and I was like, well, what the fuck am I going to do now? Because I've got no strut, I've just got an inflated leading edge. I was worried because of the. Never have I like. I'm I'm quite used to having a giggle at your expense. And, aren't we all? But I've never seen stuff. I've never seen a foil board so violently tossed around before, and I was genuinely concerned, but also had the realization. This is not like kiting. Like I am, I can do nothing but make this worse. Basically, I, th- I think that's how what I've come out of it thinking is. We are useless in, in to each other in those scenarios. You're on your own. You are yeah. absolutely on your own. And you... even when I ditched the wing, so essentially I had to ditch the wing because there was no other option. I was the, by this point I've been pushed so far in that the normal waves are crashing on me now. I had to get the fuck out of there before I did end up on the rocks. So the wing's gone. I've had to release the wing, and instantly that's good because I can then duck under the waves. And at that point I was thinking, we are better off alone in this scenario. Like. Get rid of the board, get rid of the wing. I would much rather swim in those conditions because you can swim down. Whereas even having a foil board, like I can duck dive. A but even bit. even if you'd have had to have drifted into the rocks, you'd have been safer scrambling along the rocks, having gone. If it was a real emergency, the tide wasn't high. I think I would have been brutalised on the Do rocks you without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> I, I don't think there'd have been a way out on the rocks there. Fair enough. And that would have been one of those comedy videos where you see the guys doing rock rock jumping in with surfboards. And, and they get fu- they fuck it up and get washed straight back up and. So where were you in that little prominent tree bit before Gwydion? No, before Godrivi. So just before the corner. Immediately uh, in front of the car park. Yeah. Oh crikey. Just before Godrivi. Mm-hmm. Right down the gate path, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. The exact spot you wouldn't want. I've crashed a kite there before, and I thought <clears> this is the same place that you just don't want to crash. Was it, it high tide as well? High tide. Yeah. Oh, it's complete. There was no. Bit, there's no. Beach. There's, no beach. there's absolutely no beach <laughs> at all. So immediately, and again, I'm seeing Liam, and Liam's having. 
his own tough time more because he's worrying about me and that's affecting his own riding. So you were looking wobbly. genuinely. You I was like, well. I was like, I don't know what to do, and I kept no. crashing just trying to ride around. Partly because I'm trying to look at him and not looking at the conditions, mm. and I'm just like, what to do? And I was thinking this because I was thinking. If I if I let's say your board was to hit you and I was to ride over, I was like, I think I'm going to ditch my board because at least the board's probably just going to cause one of us more damage. And at least if we've got the wing, you can use it for a bit, hope you, that it doesn't explode. But you can paddle a board. You can no, but you can't paddle a board with another person. No, I'm saying no, if no, I had no. to come and help you, I'd be like, ditch my board, get your board off you, and just lay it on the fucking wing and hope for the best. And it, but what I was coming to was if you're ever in that shit situation and you're like, I think this is going to go really sour, I think that you're better off committing to getting rid of your wing early and committing to, I'm going to paddle myself to safety or try and paddle yeah, so in. I, do, I was paddling out. I think out. that's the right... I was I was paddling out, essentially, because I, I, I wanted to get past that breaking zone. Once I was past the breaking zone, at least I could take a fucking breath and I wasn't like paddling for my life kind of thing. And I would really like to... Shout out my resentment to the 20 seals <laughs> that were popping their heads up. <laughs> meters. From from me to you, Liam, in this hot tub. Wow, two meters away. You were taunted by they wildlife. Were taunt, they were just looking at me, calling me a twat. I could hear them. They, they, I heard them. They, they giving you the middle flipper. They really were. <laughs> they really were. None of them did a fucking thing. Absolutely useless. And there were tons of them everywhere. So I'm... I'm I did. I recorded it on my watch, and mm. max heart rate of that scene is like it's one eighty, like it's well up there. Mm. And I do remember being like, "Oh my god, I'm trapped!" Hey, look a seal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what though? Dolphin would have saved you. Yeah, it would. Seals just laugh, cunts. Yeah. Absolute cunts. Um, but when we got back to the beach, so you. Well, oh yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Exactly. I I surf foiled in. Like I'm actually really impressed. Bearing in mind we haven't prone, I haven't prone foiled in a long fucking time. And I was because the especially. Gwydion or Gudrivi there. Once you get in that white water, like it's, you're not on the beach at that point. The white water breaks 100 metres out. You've then got a, a long time until you hit the beach. So I'm looking at the beach thinking, I just I don't want to take a foil board into all that white water because I'm going to get barrel rolled the whole way into the beach. I think I need to try and surf a wave in as best I can. And at that point, you're still you're in that annoying point where you're still trying to paddle into swell. You'd got yourself away from the cliffs at this point, yeah, hadn't you? so it stopped breaking as much. So I'm trying to paddle into swell, but thankfully, and I don't know how the hell it happened because heart rate was through the roof. Emotions are going fucking haywire at this point because I'm like, I just need to stay alive. But the first wave I paddled for properly popped up and then just rode the whole wave in. Popped up on the beach like I meant to do it and went and fished out my... Uh, dead weight of a wing from which had now popped the leading edge as well and ripped the mm. strut off the wing <laughs> off the canopy and, and all the dog walkers were going look at this cool thing this guy's doing yeah, it's a category yeah. F I think <clears throat> yeah it, it was bad so there you go I, I, what started it I need a new 3.6 under your Christmas three, three tree and a half under the Christmas tree and that was the worst experience of the year it was bloody good up until then but it you was, rode a wave in but I rode a wave in that's alright so that was alright that was all right. That was I quite think. a good anecdote, that. It was long, but you got, <laughs> <laughs> but you got there. Maybe next time I'll, I'll shorten it. We it's need... like Jack and Ori. I nod, nearly nodded off in the middle, but I'm back now. We need a summary from Tom as to what you can do or like some sort of wipe the slate clean so that you don't have to feel bad about it. Because for, we know you listen to some of these, Tom. Oh, he listens to every single one. He is. One. Sorry, aren't you, Freddie? I am Tom, very Tom sorry. Earl. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Freddie Freddy needs a clean slate wiping, just lots of hard work, and you don't yeah, want to feel bad no, anymore. No, so we no, need no, a pardon I'm... or whether there's a forfeit involved that's required to... A slap on the wrist. Uh, probably make sell, amends. A, sell a lot of kayaks. Yeah. That would probably cheer him up. That would cheer him up. <laughs> but at least if we quantify it, it, you've got a goal then that you can work towards and you can not have uh, to feel bad about that 3-6 anymore. I was very down. It's difficult, isn't it? Because when you talk to yourself, Chris and Rich, and, and we all kind of understand that annoyingly with winging, you're going to burn kit. I don't know, I don't understand how these lads can get to the level that they are riding in the places that they do without going through kit. But at the same time, it ain't cheap. So someone's paying for it. I did an Alula wing last year. Oh. Which was technically mine actually, so it was alright. But yeah, that was in an offshore situation. Again, big set came and like rolled me over and it stuck the F1 Eagle notoriously blunt foil yeah. um, straight through the leading edge and I heard it go underwater as I was thrown over the falls I, I was underwater and I heard it go <laughs> as I got rolled and that was offshore so that was a really fun swim as well <laughs> I think for a laugh on that eagle you know they've got the little white decor tips wet I think they should have put like a little warning triangle on there just as a bit of a piss take or a, a bit laugh, of blood, like a yellow blood drops one. Like yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah um uh, what the, the coming out of that? You wore an impact vest that day. I did, and yeah. I have come out of it. And I was talking to Tom in the office the other day as I was groveling back to him. Uh, <laughs> is is that a thing I should maybe be considering? So, because there was a couple of waves there where I thought, okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just, I'm not just taking on the head here. This is, this is, I'm, I've not got much air in my lungs at the minute. How do you duck dive in one day? Like that's I, true. Yeah. That's true. That's the interesting thing from a from a teaching perspective. They talk about obviously in wind sports, it's it's a given. You're going to learn a sport. You need some impact protection and you need some flotation. But in the surfing world, it's it's a hindrance because you can't duck dive in one. And I definitely found that with winging. I used to ride an impact vest all of the time and used to swear by one. But then as soon as I started getting into more surf, it, it kind of felt annoying. Do you know what yeah. I think this could be? Because that was an interesting observation today. The big board. 100% the big board you're climbing onto it every time you restart and so it assists with that process today there wasn't a moment where I thought the I, didn't, I don't think it would have helped as much today and I think that might be the thing as soon as you transition from like a bigger board to a sinker board the benefit is lost because the sinker is you just fucking shove it under the water and get your legs over it and I wonder whether that like not from a safety perspective i'm just talking last week that really assisted me and i it didn't yeah. i didn't fatigue as quickly because getting back on the board was easier but i think on the smaller board it's maybe less mm. helpful i like the wingman i've battered on about this before but it doesn't really provide any float but it provides a lot of impact protection and it's got those very lightweight carbon panels in it so if the foil did try and stab you somewhere essential like major organs, it would probably glance off. I, I feel like we've one. Did they yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. No, no, panel. big old wang panel. No, right. yeah. I feel like we haven't seen this at all. Where's that product going? Gone? Is it sold much? I think they licensed it to Ion because he, like Ronnie, that designed it and built it. He he's worked with Fanatic as a photographer for a long time, so there must be an Ion link there. Boards and more link. So. Ion have made one that's similar, but, you know, a generic fit, kind of Chinese-produced one. 
But they are out there. But those slim, super slim line ones, like you could still duck dive in that because it's got kind of neutral buoyancy, I say, when it's wet. But it does provide a bit of stab vest. Was it, yeah, but am I after it? I, I was more thinking it from a flotation device, whereas now mm. I think you've you've dismissed that. From it's a chrome foil side of things. Through, like, through, through it's got a winter. massive panel on the back as well, like a massive panel on the back. It's a neat thing. Mm. Quite expensive, Lloyd. Now I'm at a point where duck diving is not a problem. As soon as I got the wing out of the way, I was like, cool, I'm okay. Until it got like really big white water that I was really struggling to get under, duck diving's not a problem. Whereas again, that might more be a problem um, with a flotation <laughs> device or a wing, which is a huge flotation device. Anyway, there you go. So what's your high point? I are too many low points. The low points stick in the head too much. High points. Oh, I wanted to be like riding with friends. <laughs> the notification about twenty beers, that was quite good. Someone bought us twenty beers on uh, our this is a plug, this is a plug. Wait for the plug. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the toilet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we set up a buy me a coffee page and someone bought us 20 beers. So thank you very, 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 very much for that. That was a great big thing. We are saying uh, that has essentially paid for our airport parking to get to AWS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, honestly, that, I, as soon as money started you rolling in... You were fucking in, stoked. We'll come yeah, back to this. Lads, future thing. Lads, you, can't, you can't fly to Oregon from Bristol. You know that. <laughs> well, exactly. That's Gatwick's why, that's why came yeah, through that, exactly. boys. Like a week in Oregon. Flying to Portland. Uh, okay, so that's our plug for that. Highlight of the... I don't know. We've had some bangers, haven't we? We've had some bangers at Damer all together. Oh, yeah. We've had a couple of good ones. The v- and we've had a couple of good ones that haven't involved hail, which those are the better ones. When it Do hasn't you know, hailed... that is going to be my low light. The, <laughs> it was the... What was it? The third session in a row, coming up to see you at fucking Damer Bay. And for like... I think it was actually the third in a row... We got hailed on aggressively, painfully to the eyeballs. That was before I moved. That was you, was boys. It? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was it? That was before Chris, BC. Was that even this year? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was like it was. December, January, it I think. January, February yeah, yeah, yeah. time. It you must have been when I got back from I mean, January, yeah. Yeah, okay, January. yeah, yeah, no, he, yeah, I remember. Um, uh, Chris, you can get in the bathroom... Oh, up door, up the back passage, so to speak. Oh, you're definitely editing that. You fuckers <laughs> staying in. That is staying in. Highlights have been riding Damer. Damer, Damer has been one of the uh, better spots. I it's too easy though, Damer, isn't it? It's I don't, Yeah, I I never had a spectacular. The, my best session at Damer was after Chris's competition, messing yeah, around I mean, on that Cabrina that board. Fun, eh? We had it yeah, to yeah. ourselves. The conditions were actually good, and the, the wave had a bit of push. Whereas I feel like the sessions that we've had at Damer have, I felt like you've had that short window where it's working on the bar, mm. and I'm like, this I'm enjoying. Yeah. And then when that when that left starts to work around the rocks, that looks amazing for proning, but for winging, what are we laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can go in the bathroom, Chris. Don't don't piss on my oil tank. <laughs> yeah, when that left starts to work i'm like it's not big enough i want a bit more pizzazz you know that bantham shit yourself no pizzazz. that's uh, no th- this is it dame is a bit too spaced out and easy for yeah me. like i love riding the point but i actually get 
bored of it after a while. No, I do. It's um, not I'm, punchy I really enough. enjoy the chaos and the challenge of here. That's like today was like hardcore. Like just getting out was a nightmare. But like some of the when you really earned that ride, it feels all the more special. And like I've I've learned here, like you just got to get up to the big brie end. Really, you can't really start at big brie because the shore breaks too big. So you have to go through the pain of starting at Bantham working your way out the river. Some of the rights I got today, and like, they're just beautiful, mind-blowing. And I feel like when you when you have the sessions... <laughs> Chris. Sorry for pissing in your garden. I find Bantham too hectic. I have been put off it. I like the chaos. Mm. Yeah, but that's and the speed. I like, I like the, the chaos. The converging chaos. But when you're on that wave, there's no doubt that you're staying on that wave. No, you no. might not stay on your board, but yeah. you're staying on the no. wave. Dame is too easy. I love how it does that little that reform. It yeah. does the, the outer break, which is like a wave. It's super fast, but it doesn't really do much. Yeah. And then you see it rack back up into then a you're bowl. Into a critical like, situation. Yeah. But Dame, Dame just feels like the, the the place that I've ridden where I can actually start thinking about turns. Every mm. time I've ridden when it's hectic at Bantham, you're going straight. Yeah. Whether you want to or not, that just foil is only going to let you go straight. Start with your game yeah. straight. And then you're like, well, maybe I'll try a little turn. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I reckon I, I got to about five degrees Did of roll angles. <laughs> wow. today. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was, it was, there was a transition from I'm pushing on my toes <laughs> to I'm pushing on my heels about five degrees, oh, okay. I reckon, yeah. Christmas, what's yeah. next on the Christmas list? Uh, we haven't got the highs and lows yet. Sorry. The highs, as oh, a general vibe... I think that our stay... I fucking hate that word, vibe. No, I but it, it, I think it would be appropriate to this, was our little stay when Rich here. was away, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. when he nicked all stay my here bloody equipment out of my shed when I wasn't yeah, looking. Exactly. But the best session I Where had here... I go? New Zealand. New Zealand. No, right? No. Shit, no, because he was away for no, some weeks March. in Zealand. So well, March. in March? Skiing. Mexico. I did a lot of shit this year. The life, you're always, the life you're of a foiling man. You criticised me for not leaving the valley. Yeah, when and you go, I've been, you I've been, go. I've been pinballing around the world like a lunatic. <laughs> and we're I all going to go hard and go I don't home. really remember much of it, but it's been great. But that was that was one of my highs. That was a nice period because it was just the again the conditions were bloody hectic. We didn't have one singular like standout session, but there was no doubt that there was something going on. I had another session in in. The spot which we aren't going to talk about, that you still haven't ridden, ah, I got to ride again. The true right, that was my spot. that was my standout session that I really enjoyed, and you weren't bloody there for that. Was that about first date? Yeah. Uh, whereas here was just first got date with my now girlfriend. Oh yeah. Oh. oh that's a highlight. Highlight, yeah. isn't it? You've got yeah. a girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, Rich highlights, lowlights. It's got to be foiling related. Standout so session of the year was when I went. Uh, Martin got some really nice footage of me at Big Bree. It's when I twigged that Big Bree works on a low tide. I'd been at Dama the day before, I think, and I had the luxury of going over to Big Bree the next day, and it was just on, straight through the gap, really big, critical wave, but very accessible. Um, and, I, and I felt like I was like making some decent turns in some pretty big waves. Um, and it was annoying, really, because like the footage he got was the first half an hour when I was kind of acclimatising myself. And then I proceeded to ride for another hour, but I felt really in flow state. Mm. Um, Hang on, wrong podcast. Skate. Wrong podcast. Oh, 
Can I say no, feels? No, flow state. No, Can I say no, no. feels? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels, wow. feels, flow state, flow state. It anyway, felt good. It felt bloody lovely. And I, I, and I, it was hectic conditions, but I didn't really fuck up much. And yeah, I felt like I'd progressed, which is good in your 40s. If you feel like you're getting somewhere in your 40s, you win in, really. Um, I am interested to know your progression, I guess, because you have been riding for a long time now. Where, where's the next step for you? Because you don't want to be going and throwing the biggest stuff in the world. I don't know. I just want to be smooth like my, and try and tighten up my turns a little bit because I'm not necessarily from a surf background. So Liam and I but, have called you longboard style before, whereas yeah, Chris yeah. is shortboard style. You weren't there to defend yourself. So where, where do you no, see no, your winging going? I, I completely agree with that. But I, I don't know. I think foiling has its own style. Cause, and I think the mistake that a lot of sports make is trying to ape other sports. Agreed. It's like we're never going to be shortboarding out there. They just make wider diameter turns. They don't skid. You know. Did you see the longboard Instagram shot that I sent you all on WhatsApp, which you all probably fucking Actual ignore. longboarding. Yeah. Sorry, not longboarding, subfoil. There's a, one of the Hawaiian yeah, lads, the girl go, yeah. rider. Yeah. Did you see that? That was a that was a stall. That was some yeah. sort of a stall. I, I don't know. I think th- anyway. Back. back like this whole uh, the mistakes that like kite surfing's made, for instance. And it, well, it's not a mistake, but it's a tangent it goes off in, like wake style, for instance, which Chris obviously was a big part of. <laughs> Careful, <laughs> but Steady, it, was really, it's close to my heart, it was really, really inaccessible to 99% of humans, like all kites, you know, of kite surfers. It just wasn't very accessible, and it was beautiful for images and marketing, but it never really. I don't stuck think the around. inaccessibility was the issue with it. It's the trying to pursue something for the sake of replication rather yeah, than trying when, to produce what's relevant to the new thing. It's when sports try and legitimise themselves by aping something Another illegitimate one, this, yes. This, this, is, this is where the issue arises, I think. And Room I think foiling should, devo- it should set its own path and its own style. I agree. There you go. But in terms of labelling you as a longboard style... I still think that's relevant because yeah. as you're getting better, a good rider can throw a longboard around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that that is also well, that happening. was it. I was trying mm. to get my turns a bit more critical and a bit more in the pocket and a bit higher and faster. And I think I've probably achieved that sometimes Do, if I'm in the right headspace. So you test a lot of gear and commit to putting the time in on the gear. Do you have favourites that you consistently use in between and if not do you think that your riding would get better if you were like right i've picked this one for the next six months i'm going to stick with it and not use other shit i think stuff is progressing so fast that if you just stick to one thing at this point then you're gonna box yourself into a bit of a corner and you've got to try other stuff and there is certain foils i come back to as benchmarks but if you don't extrapolate and dial into another one then you never know and that might enhance your style what are your benchmark foils? Oh, it's the F1 skate, really. This year, that's probably one of my year highlights as well, was the release of the F1 skate, which I might have got last year. I can't remember. But anyway, it was released this, this year. But that's definitely allowed me to progress. And I think it was the next gen of foils that have kind of been released. But the playing field, particularly in the last two or three months, like has definitely leveled. And there's some other ones out there which kind of blend other attributes in that may suit my style more. So it's just, uh, so yeah, the code, yeah, the code foil. Well, I, tried I, I, I want to, I want to welcome in the the code foil into the discussion because 
yourselves, Chris and Rich, as retailers, both got invited. Liam and I didn't get invited, did we? Because we didn't, we didn't get asked by Dom at all. He didn't even, didn't even tell us. Nothing was going on. No, we, you, yeah. It was you quite strange. For a rival actually. distributor, though, uh, so that's a bit complex. That was, was interesting. Anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> Not so. Uh, no, you guys. So you guys went along to the Codefoil release retailer welcoming um, weekend day. What were the bribes thing? like? The bribes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got lacking um, plentiful. We got breakfast. We got breakfast. How do you know we got you, breakfast? Because you told me you got breakfast. <laughs> yeah, it was we a good get, breakfast. We did get a really nice breakfast. Benj, that's going to do all the administration. He got. Yeah, he's a slight lad, and he got bought this enormous full English thing, didn't he? And he just looked at it and looked terrified. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, tell us about, tell us about the brand then, because we'll no doubt get Casey on at some point. Well, it's, it's Casey's, about Casey's brand, you know. Yeah. And Marcus Tarji. Well, Taji Brothers, isn't yeah, it? Ben and Marcus. Um, I think Marcus worked for Axis for a spell as well. I hadn't, I hadn't realised that. I didn't yeah. realise that. Um, so it's got some pedigree, and I think they've literally shaped it with a CNC in their backyard, but they've got a very good test team. And it sits somewhere from a performance perspective between a skate and an eagle. So skate's got that you know, decent rollability loads of glide and speed and the eagle's just that little notch faster and it has a bit more carry and even more glide and it kind of sits in between the two but it doesn't well, have the nasty tips are we talk so they've got r and s haven't they so explain what you've tried just the s just so the i've s. not okay. tried the r which is a the r is a downwind one? performance downwind um so it's higher aspect i think it's got a slightly thinner profile presumably that's not a wing appropriate piece of equipment i don't know until you try it well, yeah, this, is, this, this is, next gen of foils has just got enormous speed ranges like we've been trying quite a lot of stuff me and chris recently oh, and it's, as, what's, as, what's as extending the new... is the kind of is the lift and then the top end and when it hits the top end it doesn't shit itself um yeah. which is good because we're pushing ourselves into bigger and bigger situations so no, it's really I'm going to throw a real spanner in the works here with the new generation of foils and say that I felt probably the most comfortable I've ever felt in that size of swell today on, on a your, Phantom on older S one. Yeah, 840. Yeah, yeah. That's only because he's trying to keep the residual value up so when it comes to selling, <laughs> he doesn't lose money on it. Well, you say that, but if anything, if I had to get rid of one or the other to swap out for something mm. else right now, I'd probably put the skate up for sale knowing that it's worth the money but i would replace that <clears throat> i think if i was to have a skate i'd use it most for prone and i think that i'm going to completely back my own words when i start proning more because i think for that undoubtedly when, when, when we when sorry we, when we when start we. proning more i think i would undoubtedly go for the skate for that but in those choppy messy like difficult conditions mm. the phantom is more assured and in the smaller size has more than enough speed from an armstrong point of view what you guys were talking about today with that new ha wing that's coming out are they pushing higher aspects so uh, brands in general higher aspect towards prone lower aspect towards i think more and more there's um the 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 parts of the sport are splitting out i mean the different the different different aspects of the sport the prone the wing the freestyle the racing and i think you, you can't have it all that you can't there's always a compromise somewhere along the line and at the end of the day if you've got <clears throat> if you've got propulsion from a wing and then you're on a wave 
you don't need pumpability. You don't need as much bottom end. So if you can sacrifice bottom end to gain top end, why wouldn't you to get that performance? But if you're prone and you need bottom end to help you pull through and to help you pump, you might have to sacrifice a little bit of something. And it's really noticeable trying a lot of these new next-gen foils, how they're becoming not pigeonholed because they're a lot broader in their mm. range, but more focused and better. Well, at they're, they're getting better, aren't they? Which, even though they're focusing them, because they're mm. getting better, they're developing, they still still happen to cover a big margin yeah. but maybe they are getting more focused to a discipline i think that with the, the range the speed range they've got is just phenomenal this next next gen foils what are we classing what are you classing because i've got no interaction with it but we talk about because mike burt talked about next gen foils as well because it's tracer that you guys have tested as well and if anybody hasn't watched it the uh newest uh Romantic magazine. Romantic What's couple of foiling is, uh, is deep dive. Deep, deep dive. dive. Rich and Chris and foiling magazine YouTube is going to be a series of fantastic reviews by the looks of things, properly in depth by riders that actually know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, you've tried the tracer, which Mike was incredibly happy about. It is a tracer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What are we classing as next gen foils at the moment? I don't know about you, Rich, but when there's a there's a new wave of foils which. When you turn them... And by the way, I, I it, these aren't the only ones. There will be more to come, I should probably say. It's not to say that these are the only ones out there to everybody. This is where foiling seems to be going now. It definitely so, is. And I've definitely noticed like, the, the, new, the new release of foils, the latest release, it's hard to say from what point, but when you turn them, they don't seem to change their power. Whereas mm. definitely for a period of time, the, some would lose power through the turn, some would gain power through the turn, and then your riding would have to compensate... Whereas it seems as a, the latest wave carries through. There's no yeah, change. The speed you enter the turn with comes out the other end. There'd be a really interesting question for a designer there, wouldn't there? Which would be, What's you've no, well, you've no, my immediate reaction would be maybe to achieve that, they're trying to distribute the lift production over the f- span of the wing or further equally, back. Mm. fairly equally. <clears throat> And if maybe that achieves that objective, so that'd be a really interesting one for the odd, Charles. The, the, odd Charles. Thing, the odd thing is all these foils that we've talked about, or we are talking about, so I'm thinking we're talking the new HA set from Armstrong. Is the Tracer quite high aspect? We're talking about the Tracer. It's probably about eight. No, it's, it's less than the others. And it's um, it's quite delted, it's quite swept. Okay. And, and, and we're talking F1 skatey, eagerly sort of yeah. stuff. They're all very different looking wings still. They're all incredibly mm. different, which is what's keeping it interesting. Yeah. What the, the common theme they all have throughout all of them is a really gentle concave um, just before the trailing edge on the underside mm-hmm. and fairly symmetrical profiles in the front. And there's a few kind of theories banding around about why they're all adopting that. Um, and for instance, the APF, which is the the, the really pump-specific Armstrong one, that has a massive dugout, like a proper big concave, maybe on, on the like trailing edge. On the trailing edge, on yeah. the underside, and that's the kind of pattern we're seeing with these foils that have got really extended speed ranges. Is that little concave, regardless which, of its plan shape? Which I definitely notice on all of these ones. It's like the second thing that you really notice, and maybe it's because of that, is when it comes down to its stall speed, it doesn't drop. Yeah. 
and previous gens they'd, they'd hit that yeah. point and it would be like a certain number if you would track yeah. it <laughs> yeah but these new ones just coast down yeah. and mm. when you top them out like really push them beyond where they feel comfortable they don't just explode they just top out and sit there which is very reassuring I was thinking whilst you were chatting about this, I was like, we do get comments regularly about the brands that we focus on being fairly limited. And we can only do that because we only really want to talk a lot about the stuff that we've used. But in thinking about this, do you remember, I think I spoke to you, Freddie, after witnessing Guy Bridge at prone foiling in Exmouth. And he was in some pretty reasonable conditions and he's recently been playing around on the AFS Silk. And I was watching him pump back out. And I was like, fuck me, is his pump speed high? Mm. Like, he was traveling quick whilst pumping back out. And he came back in. It was getting dark. Days are short. I ran down to the beach to meet up with him. I cannot remember exactly what size it was. But he'd like misplaced, he'd, he'd been traveling or something, and he'd misplaced one of the wings. So he's like, he was on a massive wing relative to how fast he was pumping. Like, I think he was on a 1200 or something mm. of that size. And the speed at which he was able to pump was so noticeably visually different than anything that has been achievable thus far. Coming like, the wrong way, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like you could, you could see it. Who's, you could see it. Who's going to come out with the next ones then? Are these small? Uh, sorry, are the bigger brands going to catch up with this kind of stuff? I mean, who else has got stuff coming? You guys have been trying the North the, stuff. The, you like the North stuff? The, the trouble is with the big manufacturers is that they kind of lag and they have to react to what yeah. the little guys are doing or what the more specific guys are doing. Okay, well, aside from that then, who else? Like, what else is going to come? I mean, the new Armstrong HA has just come out, you see, <clears> and I've had a few goes on it. And it's just amazing. Every time I try it, it's blowing my mind how how good the bottom end is and yet how good the top end is. And it's quite a spanny foil. You know, you have a look at it. It's pretty wide. It's a high aspect foil. But it rolls like, you know, I've been running the 880 and it rolls better than a lot of 700 foils. And it's, uh, it's just but amazing. you said it does feel like a slightly different market to the old one. You were saying earlier, like there is a speed difference and... Well, they've split yeah. it, haven't they? They've split that HA range into two. You've got Oscar's foil and Jeremy's foil as a very rudimentary description. I think it was quite smart what Armstrong did, and they brought out a, a downwind-specific foil, the performance downwind, and now they've brought out the HA, which is targeted more at the surf market, the surf foiling market, and they've clearly gone one's focused on top end and one's focused on bottom end and roll. And if to me, what they did is they split that HA into two. It's funny, a couple of or a year ago, maybe, if you'd have said high span wings were going to start pushing towards surf, you you wouldn't have thought that. It's the pursuit of efficiency, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. High aspect means it's efficiency, waves, which means less loss of energy. But then you're limiting your rideability. But if they well, can make them if roll, that's what they're trying to yeah, improve. Yeah, well, aren't yeah. they can make yeah. them roll, then and they're achieving it. So they're tapering out the tips more. I think if you look at the code, which is quite high span, high aspect, and you look at that. Armstrong as well. A lot of tape in the tips. That Armstrong we looked over today, it's got curves all over it. It's everywhere, it? isn't it? There's not a straight line on that thing. Curves galore. I went for a walk. Are we all up for uh, beers, by the way? Three, oh, yeah. Four yeah, more yeah, beers? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. went for a walk to Tin, tin Tadjil Castle. Tin Tadjil. And I was watching. Romantic. Some, it was. It was a nice weekend. What was it? Something to do with apricots. 
at twenty twenty eight. Was this you in Fred at your Yeah. yeah. Apricot Steve um, was the term. Apricot Steve, yeah. Steve. The <laughs> Savage, isn't it? Sorry about that. I was I was watching some birds, actually. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And I started thinking about foiling whilst I was looking at these birds. And these birds were gliding around the cliff. Uh, they weren't common gulls. They were some lovely tit variety, I'm sure. And moral of the story is, they were very uh, spanny, super high aspect, but extremely, <coughs> extremely agile. Over. Oh, bloody and hell. what I was thinking about oh, was... Nail in my coffin, that one. Are we ever going to create a foil that has the inbuilt ability that nature's given to a bird to basically change their wing form because they've got muscles I feel like insert some trim yeah so hit pump mode because there was a company that put an accelerometer in one that was Taroa wasn't it they were trying to do a self leveling one there was a point where I was meant to go to <laughs> oh god somewhere somewhere in the north of France but you didn't go and I didn't end up going because no. I was busy but they had built a self trimming I think foil. Taroa, they've hang gone on, as far on, as... Should we all do it together? Oh, I just did mine. Oh, no, you ruined it. Sorry. <sighs> that takes us back to episode one, where <laughs> everyone thought that we were putting noises of us having a wee in at the beginning. Yeah. Mm. Insert jingle Sorry, bells Rich. here. Yeah. Right, so I think this might have to be a two-part episode, eh? Keep them going all Christmas leave long. Blah, 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 blah. So, um... Bollocking on. <laughs> I've got on the list here... I can't remember. We did a little bit of a brainstorm before this episode, and I've written down. We did more practice, not practice, but spiel before this episode Chris, than this entire year. He's organised. Chris sketched up a storyboard. Yeah. And then I dropped it in the water. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's completely disintegrated, doesn't it? It's going to be clogging up my filters. So I've got a quote here that says Those foil scooters can suck a dick. Yeah, who said that? Who said that? Which one of you said that? You said that, Freddie. Fuck. Busted. Mm. Um, Unless Santa's was on it? it with some tinsel. I was that room one hundred and one. Well, no. I, so I had a message off someone, a friend of mine, that was that is out of foiling, and they were like, "Oh, I met someone on, uh, I met someone on holiday that that, that foils has got a really big following on Instagram." And I was like, oh, "Okay, that's interesting." But because of who was talking about this, I was like, "This is this could be nothing." This guy's got one hundred eighty thousand followers, and he scooter foils. For anyone that's listening that hasn't seen these shitty things on Instagram, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I mean, um, really valuable. We, we, we are the generic foiling podcast. We like all this. Yeah, discipline. we have to talk about all of it. It's like uh, take a normal pump foil setup and just bolt some scooter handlebars to the front, and you can do this sort of rhythm, rhythmic thrusting motion, which we have to do anyway. But it looks wor- it looks it looks even worse, worse than normal. But annoyingly, your little Cornish holiday here. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> thrusting motion. Sorry, I was zoned out for a bit. Seagulls? You, you can't. You, no, 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 no. The, you can't have handlebars in the way. You can't get thrusting. You can't get apricot deep with the handlebars. In the way. <laughs> anyway, what do anyway. you want under the Christmas tree, Liam? Foil scooter. I wanted a jet ski and oh, a foil scooter. Right, right. I'm back in the ring. I was actually trying to. If we're going to take a tangent, um, the Golf that I'm trying to sell. If anyone wants to buy when, it, VR64 uh, Motion 03. It's a lovely vehicle. Two point eight. 2.8, oh, yeah, it's nice. really good on fuel. Um, that that I'm trying to sell for the jet ski, I was trying to line up for a swap for a 1971 Beetle the other day. 
for anyone's interested, that we had a comment about a car tinkering podcast, which I'm well keen. And not only are some of the some of the guys that listen to Mike's episode were really keen on on the, the car talk. They were keen on the car chat. So maybe that's something else we need to do. Where was well, we? So you can do. Oh, uh, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Bridge is quite into that Matt Armstrong guy as well. Yeah, but um, he's into all high end stuff. He's not into the. Yeah, he buys Lambos, yeah. bought up Lambos, and then tells you that you can go and buy the same part from Ford for. Hey, Tommy Bridge. No, no, Tommy no. Bridge is into supercars and Louis Vuitton, isn't he? <laughs> you said he might, I'm did, not even joking. Did, did he buy a Lancia with his uncle or something? God, that was a rumour. I mean, rumor. He, is, he is an enigma, that guy. Yeah. He listens, though. Does he? He listens. So, you know, he gets... Fuck you, Tom Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> he gets invited to... He actually gets invited to, like, shows. Because he ordered some Louis Vuitton piece and then went to go and buy it at the store in London or something and he was already flying somewhere so we accepted this invitation I went to the store picked up this item and he's all into this whole like trading of clothes and I I used to laugh about it and the more I learn about it the more I'm like this is a fascinating marketplace like the exchange huge area but he's also into his fashion isn't he yeah massively but but you can guarantee he would have walked in there with his Red Bull cap on and they would have gone no so this is right. This is where the story goes. So he goes and buys this Louis Vuitton piece. She, the the the, the shop assistant's like, "Oh, are you interested in any of our stuff?" Blah 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 blah. Takes his details down, and then he gets a call back a few months later, and they were like, "Oh, hi, you know, is this Tom speak? Tom Bridge? Yeah, yeah. Are you Tom Bridge, the Red Bull athlete?" And he's like, "Yeah," and gets invited to catwalk shows. And but so he's been to a couple is- now. This is the other issue now, where if you've got an Instagram following, you get to do whatever you want. You get to go anywhere. I mean, we're at like 1,200 people, Freddie, <laughs> and we haven't even got a bloody jet ski. That's true, actually, um, yeah. Anyway, where were we? If everybody donates three pounds... <laughs> you can save a dying child. We can get a jet ski for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Only three pounds... <laughs> Uh, what were we talking about? Foil scooters can suck foil a dick. Foil scooters can suck a dick. I was trying to figure out the context. Just get off that foil I, scooter tangent. <laughs> I think Freddy's it was Room right. 101. To those things. Room 101. That's my Room 101. Room 101. What, we, it's Christmas special. We can all put a few items in there. Okay. What are we getting in there? What, me? Oh, no. Richard's was good. Richard's was real good. Richard's, <laughs> Richard's will cause a stir. I can't remember it. I can't remember it. Rich wants to put the entire discipline of downwinding. Oh no, I don't really. Don't change it now. You're on microphone. You said this about an hour and a half ago when we were only one beer in. Put the whole discipline of talking about downwinding (laughs) (laughs) and not fucking doing it. That's valid. That's valid. Into 101. But he didn't say that. I want to see more action and less bollocks. Are we going to make a pledge (laughs) not to talk about downwind foiling again, or at least our involvement in it, until we've had a go? Okay, we can do that. Is your New Year's resolution? Do we do resolutions? 2024 is is downwinding. It's got to be downwinding. I don't know if I've got it in me. Join the journey, Rich. I'm I'm keen, I'm ready. I embarked on the journey. So he's, I, he's I was, the most was, far ahead. Yeah. He's got the skills. He can use a paddle. He can use a paddle. We're on he owns level, a paddle. He's got yeah. the gear. I've got the gear. Just can't <coughs> seem to find anywhere I can do it. So the motivation. Well, we ought to say the WhatsApp, the the chat that has started this convers- this most recent conversation, was on WhatsApp between the four of us the other day because Glenn Eldridge and from Cornish fame is now running 
yeah. downwind courses. Oh, with plug, plug, Glenn, I'm, I'm, man. I'm plugging. Yeah. He's plugging. Yeah. He, he deserves yeah. it. He He's fucking G deserves for Glenn. it. Um, Glenn Eldridge and the OTC are running downwind courses in 2024. Of in 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 Portland, in, in Weymouth, Portland, sorry, in which Weymouth. is sensible. That's which South Coast Canada. England, exactly. So anyone's accessible. <laughs> Glenn is the only person I would pay money to teach me how to downwind foil in the UK at the moment. Is that mm. right to say? I mean, he's got a huge coaching mm. background. He coaches the British canoe sprint team or some shit like that. Some fucking two paddle bollocks. <laughs> but he's also been on. He's represented the uh, Team GB with Race Sup, and he schools anybody and everybody in kayak bollocks. Anyway, he's also been doing this for what two or three years now. He's race supped bet- or supped between. Fuck what those are. Silly Isles. Beer's catching up now. Silly Isles and Cornwall multiple times. It might as well be called Glen's Run. If you want to downwind and you are in That's the, the UK, way to do it. go the and sign man. up to that bloody course. From Portland, which has got to be the perfect place, yeah. prevailing a... offshore wind, flat water start, yeah. with a dead run through the gap yeah. to, to and, and it's got to be good, because I've been getting told by people that that beach that you aim for... I've been told on multiple occasions that's a good wing wave spot. Mm. So, like, you have to be aiming to a good wave location. So it might say... actually be fun at the end. If <laughs> 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 all else fails, that reminds me of Ben in Exmouth when he, he did a wing oh, God, yeah. upwinder, but he did it in Exmouth in a southwesterly when the whole of the bay is literally sheltered by the headland that sticks out. We watched him paddle. For two miles, three miles, literally a few miles all the way from Tynmouth back to Exmouth, trying to downwind, didn't get up once. Gets to the shore break, fifty meters from the beach, gets up on foil <laughs> like a hero. <laughs> the only time yeah. the entire session. He wasn't happy about that. Um, so that yeah, that's well. So but that we talked about the downwinding on our WhatsApp group, and I was surprised, Chris, that you are you're ready. I'm ready, mate. I'm ready for the journey. Okay, just don't have the kit, Tris. Yeah. That board I had on loan Tris, needs we need, to go long term. We need three to more Burke. Armstrong downwind boards. That you know that would be a great journey if we were all on exactly the same kit. No, I need, I need something to blame. Experiencing to blame. exactly <laughs> the same misery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, you, your actual response was, "I'll be flipping you all the middle finger when I'm riding round on my foil drive." Yeah, Which that's what you actually I'm said. just gonna, I'm just gonna cruise past on my foil drive, bearing my bottom at you. Okay, so downwinding's in. What did but I say? But we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> we're not going to talk about talking about downwinding. Uh, what did I put in? Foil scooters, Chris. What are you putting in room one hundred and one this year? Um, what you don't want to see for all of twenty twenty four. I think that we 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 all work in an industry. Yourself slightly disconnected, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is a professional media outlet, Chris. Thank you very much. How is that recycling centre? <laughs> <in the kitchen? laughs> You get the signs up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good yeah we're good. I, I think we all work in an industry where, where we've we've chosen a lifestyle to do what we do when we're trying to make a living, feed our kids. You don't have kids yet, Freddie, but we're trying to we trying to make it. We've got to feed yourselves, and um, and then some people just try and cream off the top, or pull money out of places they shouldn't pull money. Or stamp on guys to raise themselves up the ladder. Oh, I just have to bleep. Like, <laughs> There's going to be ten, some bleeping. Ten minutes of chat here. <laughs> just put some jingle. And um, it's crooked. And I'm done with it. Festive. <laughs> 101, mate. 
Okay, amazing. That's going to get creative in, the, oh, in post. Shit, in post. Mate, that's a lot. In How post. do I twist we're gonna that? Need, we're going to need Charlie on board for this. Yeah. Yeah. Let it roll. Jingle. Let it roll. Wow. God. I tell you what, it's hard to follow that. Like, do you want to keep genuinely, going? Genuinely, it's a problem in the industry. So why not? I can let it out. Mm. I've got another thing for Room One Hundred and One. <laughs> Lying down. You've got rid of downwinding. You must get rid of prone foiling. Proning. Aggressive discounting and overstock and overordering. I'm down with that. <laughs> I think we're all down with that. Aren't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nobody wants. But this is it. Nobody wants to do it. Overordering was only done because everyone was pushing us to buy more to get hold of stuff. So we yeah, ordered stuff. Is, like, people blame it on the kind of COVID production hangover, but I've seen it in a cyclic sense for at least 15 years with kite surfing. And some brands have just survived on closeout. You know, it's always been 40% yeah. off with certain brands. Yeah, And it's excruciating and it really ruins the kind of industry, I think. I wonder whether they must be like some of the bigger brands must be aware that some countries their brand is very strong and then in other countries their kites or wings or foils do not sell for more than 40% off retail price they must be aware because you speak to some people in the industry and they seem blissfully unaware that in your country their brand is worthless yeah it's It's so down to local distribution yeah yeah and it's completely individual very long when when I've been at um dealer meetings and stuff it's like perceptions are so different country to country it's an interesting i've run out of puff (laughs) (laughs) but anyway you know what i mean yeah right i'm gonna do some slightly more light-hearted ones please please do (laughs) (laughs) i've gone dark i've been guilty of this in the past and i think that that was probably because that was a time that i was only posting on social media in a period where I felt sort of obliged to to try and get discounts on kites or free kites or whatever, whereas whether otherwise I just wouldn't have bothered. You know this trend to make a comment below your social media post, almost trying to justify the standard of your riding and make it seem as though normally you're riding better? So you'll put up a clip of you riding, but then then tag it with something like, or just a light wind session, or like a small wave session. Do you know what I mean? That's a human interaction. People do that in the gym. I'm better than this. Yeah, do you know what I mean, though? It's so common, and even amongst the pro riders, the caption always... There's a brilliant, it must be like an Instagram meme, of what people's Strava descriptions actually mean. Yes, yeah. the runner, the five k uh, runner. Like, oh, ran with Liam today. I ran slower because <laughs> Liam was there. That cut, that kind of thing, or uh, wasn't feeling my best today. Hence, why it's slow as fuck. That that is the same kind of thing. It's human. It's just normal human behavior. Everyone does that. That's got to go in room one hundred and one. It pisses me right off. I normally I'd be better. So that one can go in there. And then it's not as appropriate to us, but it is starting to happen. But it's the foiling has become so geeky that, and I sort of like it and hate it at the same time, which is why I think it needs to go in room 101 because then I don't have to think about it anymore. But it's the fact that foiling has encouraged us when you post to label every piece of fucking gear and every setting associated with that gear. 
So it will literally be front wing, mast length, rear wing, what shim angle that I'm running. And that has overflowed to the warmer climates to being like, what hat I'm wearing, what rash vest I'm oh, wearing, Christ. what no, I think, I'm wearing. Think, and that, that is definitely a thing. I think you're talking about two things, though, because the current climate of Instagrammy, ridery, bullshit promo <laughs> stuff, which I am fully Sorry, part marketing, of. Sorry, marketing. I'm fully marketing. part of. I look after our social medias Third mostly. Marketing. Every Every post I put up, I try and get as much bump going from it. You want to drive as much from it so if we're talking to so so we talked to mike burt the other day for instance i tagged airrush kiteboarding ak foils uh what else did he do shin kiteboarding everything so he does. they can reshare and, and then i did airrush kite surfing spain airrush kite surfing france Air, like for, yeah, for, yeah, for exactly bases exactly there, but from a self-promotional point of view you kind of have to the issue comes or the, the difference and i agree it's douchey as fuck but we are trying to build build a brand bullshit but we are trying to get this out more to more people so that's how you kind of do it by tagging these folk in it and it's infuriating when the likes of Jack Galloway or Jeremy Wilmot or fucking who else Bennett's tags us in something and then you get all those replies so and so replied to a comment on such and such that you were tagged in it's got nothing to do with me but somebody (laughs) else Tag me in it and then comment on it. following that they're trying exactly. to benefit from. But that's, it's, it's a promotional thing and it's a bit douchey, but at the same time, at the minute, it's kind of what you've got to do. But then there's a kit thing. And I disagree. Okay, hats, rash guards, wetsuits, fuck off. Nobody <laughs> fucking cares. <laughs> but from a foil point of view... As I said, you can't I'm, see I'm the on foil. both sides of the fence. Can't, like, if, it's if interesting ben, sometimes. Yeah, it is. If, I love it and hate it. If Bennett's puts up a video, I want to know what he's riding. Yeah, but he doesn't, and it's interesting, exactly. isn't it? Mm. Exactly. And isn't it interesting? Look in the comments for yeah. when somebody asks me. Isn't it interesting? <laughs> the mystery. Uh, so I, I get it, but at the same time, I see the necessity to it because I'm a whore to the system. Can we put social media into yes. it? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Yes. Before I started with MaxTrack, I deleted all my socials and got rid of everything. And now I run six Instagram pages oh. and probably a few Facebooks. Do you think that the, how far would the Foiling podcast have spread through word of mouth if social media didn't exist? I think we'd still have a minor cult following and if social media didn't exist, it would be a sort of source of information. Is that slow egotistical? Or? How, how, yeah. else, how else do you learn what's cool and what's not? Exactly. You've got to know what's cool. And it's a podcast. No? Nothing? Moving swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw you recently selling your Nash, down, uh, sorry, Nash subfoil board. Did I? Did it sell? Or was uh, that no, your other still board? in the shed, man. Do you subfoil your great big door that you made a while ago? Or yeah, do you I subfoil do. Your, down, yeah. your downwind I do Armstrong? subfoil my six-foot board um, alongside the big Armstrong eight-foot number. And what are we talking, preferences and If I know I'm going to get a punchy takeoff and I need to fit a small board into the pocket of a wave, if I'm getting rad, and if I'm using a small foil, so I've been subfoiling the Skate 950 a lot, which for me is pretty small for subfoiling, um, then I will take the short, fat board. Okay. And it rips better really? because it's not got quite so much length. Okay. Um, cool. And Very if cool. it is a little bit 
of a fatter wave that's a more tricky takeoff, of course you take the more efficient craft and you get on the plane quicker and you learn your downwind skills. And if you could have just the one of them? Oh, I don't know. No, there's there's no solution to that. They're both completely different crafts. If I if it's a shorter swell period and I need to turn around quick and take off in a hurry, the downwind board's useless because you to turn that around hard. you've got to stamp on the back of it and it pivot it around like a race board. Okay. With my little six foot chunker, it's like one paddle and I can basically get myself on the right angle and take off. So I, it's, for it's dimensions they for, are totally different beasts. For our listeners, you you, you took a a door off the frame here, didn't you? And just put yeah. a file box. Basically, I found a, a 1950s fridge <laughs> with nice curvy edges on it and a handle. And um, yeah, I just cloned. I cloned the dashboard from about 2019. Nice big square, stable thing. Also works way better when it's choppy than a downwind board, which is really yeah. tippy. I'm six wide, foot three. A 20 inch wide board is tippy, whichever way you look at it, even with a with a big foil on it, it's not so bad. But if you've got a foil with a small span on and a shortish mast, it's it's really tippy for a big dude. The biggest difference in my limited experience of that performance, whatever it was, sup foil board mm-hmm. that I used in Ireland versus that Armstrong downwinder is the downwind board. You put the paddle in the water, you pull it back, and you basically go in the direction of travel that yeah, you pulled yeah, yeah. the blade. Yeah. You pull one paddle stroke on a performance Whoop. up for a board, you're, off. you're heading 90 yeah, degrees yeah, 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 the, other way. the other way. Yeah, it's a completely different thing, and they both are suited to different situations. So how many boards for the average, not average foiler now, the average to meddling foiler now, how many boards are we on? To be part of most disciplines, how, how many, many boards? Di- how, which disciplines? Minimum, minimum five, you've, I reckon. you've told me now, so you wing on a 34-litre board, 34? Mm-hmm. You prone on a thirty-ish liter board, but you want to have two different boards. Rich now subfoils two different boards because yeah. each one has got its own yeah, place. Yeah. How many wing boards do we need? Just the one. I think you board. need two wing boards. I think two. you need I a low need volume wing board and, a, and, and a, a body weight wing yeah. board. Okay, so we're that's. You need your downwind, your prone, two wings, and your dedicated sup foil. And if you want a kite foil and dock start as well, you need that one. So that's six. That's true. Six boards. Yeah. But some of them can cross over. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Your your kite board could cross with your prone board. I mean, a a 40 litre board, if you're good enough, can do it all. Yeah. Except for downwind. Yeah, but you, no, but that's, that's the argument. But you can your, have two boards. Your wing mm. and prone boards are around about the same volume, but you don't suit them. I'm the, coming around to the, the idea of a downwind board and justifying the expense as a double up for winging. Yeah. And uh, as your light wind wing board. Is that just you seeing it as I need to get one of these boards? How do I justify it to jig? But no, she, yeah. the, the toys are toys. She, gets the, she doesn't difference. ask questions. The difference between the downwind volume that you need to downwind and body weight version of the downwind board is massive. I would That's, like. That would I would like to argument. try an eighty litre. It's fucking uh, rad. Downwind board. It's so good for winging for light wind. Yeah, that is the next. That talking of the next generation foils. That is the board that will be marketed heavily in yeah. 2020. Shrunk downwind board. Shrunk downwind come, board come is the new... spring, yeah. they will be everywhere. Well, they will be everywhere. There's, there's the Amos mm. board, isn't there? And Amos yeah. are already on it with that shrunk down Sultan, which yeah. I think they, they the develop first. it with Bennett's, apparently. Probably. Cabrina all over it as well. 
I think there's various men there. They're they're all at it. Yeah. Body weight ish, maybe just slightly above body weight, which could narrow. double as a mid length. Uh, mid-length prone board. Yeah, it could well, do, because they're narrow. The problem is, they're digging out all the bloody decks. Yeah, they are. They're all doing yeah. aggressive yeah, sunken like decks. Some of them are, some right. of them aren't. So you wouldn't be able to prone it if it's got two big lumps at either end. That's a shame, because that's that's a, that's a place, isn't it? They're down the uh, mid-length prone board. That screws to the foot strap inserts. That's a good idea. Modular. Modular this? board volumes. There's an idea. Oh. Oh. Oh, croissant. Swift's board. Do you want to yes, talk about Swift's board? Exactly what I was thinking about. So he the all the foils, Rick, um, all the foils tag on Instagram. He's he's been working together with Swift Foils to develop a sort of a series of prone boards. And they they knocked out quite quickly a really nice shape for UK conditions prone board. Um Works dreamy, really nice, loads of volume at the front, super flats on the bottom. Um, but Rick's recently got into this downwind run, which he does with a lot of the boys in, in pool. Secret spot. Secret spot. Secret, secret. secret, secret spot that's plastered all over yeah. Jack yeah, yeah, and yeah. Rick's Just follow Instagram Jack, Jack Galloway and look at the secret spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so... Um, There's probably a piece in tonic next month. <laughs> <laughs> So really interesting, Rick's gone down a path where he was shrinking boards smaller and smaller, high-level prone boiler, and uh, now he started developing with Swift this mid-length board. So it's a little bit narrower. It's, it's kind of a shrunk downwind board. It's got this deep V on it. I think the concept is that it paddles in earlier, makes it easier to take off, but then also if you do touch down mid-run, mid You've got more chance of bouncing back up again. Oh, does it skip back up? Does it skips back up? Like yeah. Skip oh, yeah. Back. Bounces like a little pebble. <laughs> we were saying that earlier. Deep but dive. funnily enough, <laughs> um, your board doesn't look dissimilar, although massively scaled up, to the prone board from them that you're on. So yeah. the board that Liam has built. Well, as I said, it was. Oh, it, it was their it was yeah. their prone thing that I went. Can we do this? Can we do that? That was it. Yeah. It's literally that a bit longer. Move the volume forward and added the grab rails. Yeah. It looks like an AK phaser. I think that will become the prone. That's shape, very complimentary. Like, like glasswork. Like, like, like Thank a little you, one. Uh, Thank you, like Rich. a little one. It's production. Production Tail ready. and all that forward volume. Why is the finish on your board, Liam, shite? <laughs> that's a good question mm. uh, multiple I wanted to, reasons so I wanted to so from, from a non uh, everyone knows everyone that listens knows that I don't know jack shit about the production side of things why is the finish on your board rougher one it's not finished okay. so you have something called a fairing coat on a custom board where you mix resin and glass bubbles and just like you do filler in the house what's it called polybond or whatever so, like, you put it on a fairing coat, so you just put a really thin filler layer down and you sand it and you repeat that process until you've got a perfect finish. I haven't finished that yet, but right. it's watertight and usable and I wanted to try it. So because, that's one reason. But did, So did you finish the chunk beforehand? Because that also looks the, shite. The chunk, I just couldn't be asked. The okay. chunk, for, the same, for the, exactly the same reason, that at that point it's arguably aesthetic. Yeah. Once you've got it out of the vacuum bag and you've done a what they would call like a ceiling coat generally you'll put at least a layer of resin onto the board after it's come out of the vacuum bag just in case you've got any dry spots or any area where there's not enough resin to make it fully watertight if you haven't done a full pvc sandwich then once you've done a ceiling coat it's good to use and anything further that you do is kind of aesthetic and making it smooth so this one because i like it i will 
put an effort into doing more fairing coats, make it smooth. And then the other reason is because that blank sat around for a very long time, it got quite bashed up and I had to do a few repairs to the foam. Right. Will you put AK Phaser graphics on it? I'm not, <laughs> but I am going to do a bit of spray painting. You know what? I've actually got the AK Phaser um, spray paint in my shed from a colour match repair I had Have to do. You? Yeah, yeah, if you want that, it's all yours, mate. I was going to go purple and gold. Ooh, that's my colour scheme. That's like, hang on, oh, no, oh, hang on, fuck, hang that's on. That's like Prince's <laughs> board. That's what? like Elton John's board, man. Are you going to do, do a duotone board, but put the fuck duotone logo on it? Easy. Easy. Oh, that would be good. I there like may that be lot. comedy involved. Yeah, okay. Oh, and good. I might have designed some stencils. Oh, wow. <laughs> so the main answer is it's not finished. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's and, and yeah, there are there are other factors. Um, I couldn't quite get a full seal on the vacuum bag, which meant I was having to like pull vacuum through it the whole time rather than just take it out and let it cure. So that won't have helped. There's a few reasons. I'm not a professional. No, I, I'm fully interested. I don't I don't know the process the, at all. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. I am intrigued to see how it goes. But yeah, the finish will improve, and the finish of the bottom is actually better than the finish of the top because I did the top first, and it's been so long since I glassed the board, I couldn't remember what I was doing. <laughs> What's next on the list? What have we got? Favourite interview of the year. I See, I didn't actually write a lit... Uh, uh, well, you shouldn't an need answer, one. An answer to this. What is my favourite interview of the year? Do you guys actually, like Rich and Chris, do you listen to these episodes? I do a lot of driving, mate. So I, you I keep listened? up to date. Yeah, yeah okay. I like fix a lot of kites. And wings, so yeah, I do. I generally I save them up when I know I'm in the workshop for a day. Blast it out. It's quite basic. You have sometimes. to listen. You're our number one official repair sponsor, number one sponsor of all time, the first contributor. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, you, you got to share that beer. Hang on, sorry. Yeah, you bought us one beer between two. <laughs> I got you two straws, though. <laughs> um, favorite interview. We're gonna have to reel some off. So I guess for anyone that hasn't listened to some, who we got. I mean, my top ones, we're going Vega, we're going Robbie Whittle, Army was very good. Can I interrupt about Vega and say that I enjoyed your cartoon that you produced <laughs> more than the interview itself. Do you know what I'm talking about with the South Park internet oh, yes, troll? Yes, 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 yes. Did you see that? No, no. It's quite funny. There's a, there's a South Park episode where there's an, an internet troll like goading the kids or something like that and it's just basically this really fat <laughs> disgusting man <laughs> with like acne and like on his in his mum's basement like <laughs> right <laughs> typing on the keyboard and I was watching it was actually it was the Wing Life podcast and I think, is it Luke, <laughs> is it Luca is it Lucas I don't know nice guy Wing Life podcast sometimes yeah did a did an episode with Vega and I watched it I actually watched because I need we need to see why we're better than him and and how we can make it better. Than him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he chatted to vegan. It was really good. It was really really good. And I watched the YouTube and I, I must have just paused it at the wrong point. And I was looking at this. I paused it and went for a wee or something and came back and I looked at the screen. I it went, was I brilliant. This. I recognise this. And Vega was just sat at his desk. <laughs> poor fucker. In, in absolute poor fucker. But I did send it to him. I sent him the picture. Is so this I okay? Is this he gave okay? me permission to post he it, did, didn't he? he? gave me permission. So maybe I need to put that back up again. Because I put the, it as a story like six Dutch months ago. The Dutch have always got a good sense of humour, man. Oh, I think he fucking yeah, loved yeah. it, which is great. But it was basically just one of them over the top of the other. And Vega was just sat there like... <laughs> Badly <laughs> lit by his laptop screen. It was so bad. <laughs> that was good. That was really, really good. He's a legend. I like... 
as a highlight in general that he's leading one of the biggest foil board brands in the world and I made a photo comparing him to a South Park <laughs> yeah. uh, character. That's, that's the calibre of person that's, we need. That's what we need. That is yeah. exactly what we need. When are you going to get a woman on? <clears throat> we will get a woman. Well, we've split balls. We've been, we have, we have split balls. Splitting splitting ideas, gonna, yeah. Yeah. Uh, New Year's resolution. Yeah. Anytime we message them, they just ghost us. That's the problem. I think you boys have been on the online dating too long. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your approach. Are we not supposed to send those pictures? Oh, fuck. That's where I'm going wrong. Don't send the tip or the show. Uh, no, we, we will. We will. We will definitely talk to some world men next year. Get Marie on. Marie's a media tycoon now. She's oh, like cool. five times world champion. Yeah. We want to do and we, we want to do the kite foilers. We definitely yeah. want to do the kite yeah, followers. Yeah, the kite followers are crossing Talk over. Talk about the, the Olympic campaign. The, I mean, yeah, shit. They're doing a lot of towing in the Canaries. 2024, we are kite foiling in the U- in the Olympics. So if we can talk to some of the kite followers. Why don't you get Jim I Oliver want to on? go to Paris. Do any of you want to go to Paris? No, I want to go sure. and watch some. Well, it's not, is it? It's not last, in Paris. I want to go and watch time, the kite Olympics. Like I went to Paris. I'd rather go to Tahiti. Yeah. Different price point, really, isn't it? To be fair. Yeah, that's that's a bit harsh, isn't it? Um, Favourite interviews? Anyone? To listen Top to, your head. yeah. Uh, Army. I like the Army one. Okay. Yeah. Army got some good feedback. It was chaotic. Good, good character. It was chaotic. Great guy. Army was good, but it was stressful. It was stressful yeah, it was a bit to stressful. do. Because you could fucking see the palm trees blowing over sideways. And these and kids running around. Because yeah. we had the video. Well, that's just the production side of things from our point of view now. We, we are getting better at being able to... Uh, tell people that we need to it's so much easier for us to do sound production properly if you have a decent setup and Army was mm. shit at that but great interview please, we don't need to that. please don't video put out videos of your podcasts really? I, I just like it through the ears not the eyes I, I actually agree I like mm. the anonymity of it all but I mean we shouldn't talk about the podcast on the podcast but you can't monetize podcasts like you can monetize YouTube Oh Christ! If you, Man, get the views you need on YouTube, so many followers to get YouTube true. working like that. It's nice to keep it. A like thousand, it you can monetize it though. Don't, but that don't matter. video okay. yourself. Just talking um, bollocks, static. It's awful. Especially not sitting in a hot tub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Questions will be asked. You look like some sort of weird aliens with like little green. I like to think that anyone that is <laughs> listening will will forget over time that we are sat currently in a hot tub, all four of us. They'll like we mentioned it a couple of times, but they'll actually forget over time, and then they'll go, "Oh, that is a bit weird, actually." We were we were kind of fifty fifty whether we should do this yeah. or not. Julia, this, Julia. this this hot tub is actually sponsored by the F one Strike and Swing first generation. By the way, your sales <laughs> volume absolutely directly <laughs> sponsored by the early wing foil boom. They did well, so thank you F one. Yeah, they did very well. <laughs> Julian was a very good episode. Yeah, he was I really it. enjoyed Julian and Charles and Charles. Ongoing conversations with Charles about yeah. technology and stuff. I like the Mike Mike Raper one as well. I actually yeah, yeah. Mike's a ledge. I, like I thought f- you you guys did really good and you do really good at bringing people out of themselves. And you know people come into this from an industry perspective of marketing head. I'm going to sell you something, mm. and we're like, you're fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike doesn't take much persuasion to be a legend. The nice thing it's is really nice a, to hear he someone be, being themselves. He can like, be super corporate when he needs to be. You see him in a presentation. You've seen him later. Mm, like he can turn it on and off. But then when it's beers and, and, and hijinks time, he's there. I liked, so you gave us feedback about that because you'd met Mike before that. And I don't feel like we'd really talked to too many high-profile chaps before that. 
and the feedback after it was very much fucking hell you gave him a bit of a you, you did give it to him a little bit, yeah, as in yeah. we gave it to him a little bit. But I think now, we haven't had that since, but I don't feel like we've changed how we talk to people. People just come to expect the fact that that's what we want to know and what we want to talk about. And that was the start. Yeah. I think that's that was, the Mike Raper chat was, it was, was the, start the start of getting more... We don't care about the bullshit. No. We don't care about what's coming next year. We don't well, we do care, bit, but, but we'll bring it up side. if it's interesting yeah. rather than have it rammed. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't yeah. it? The industry's yeah, yeah. quite used to... Well, marketing as a whole exercise is ramming it to you, not... It's going to change. It's going to change. It already is. Yeah. People are weary of, yeah. of marketing, I think. Like, particularly if it's sort of disingenuous yeah. or however you say it. Mm. People can see through that shit. We're all too crafty now. I think that we... What I would say is from a complacency perspective... Because we're now generally able to contact somebody that's genuinely interesting and arrange an interview, it takes the pressure off us quite a lot to prepare. Because if you've got somebody really interesting coming on, you just talk to them and something good will come out of it. And I think for next year, I would like to do the same thing. But when we used to do the technical stuff, because it was just me and you, and really dissect some of the technical elements of the sport... I'd like to bring that back in and sort of deep dive on some technical shit with so deep, with people deep dive that know. Is yeah, forty man Yeah, yeah. 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 sorry, we've um, we've booked that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're stealing our thunder. And here to be fair, we didn't actually come up with deep dive ourselves. No, I think it was Kai. So yeah. Taken. Sorry. Um, You're also ramming that product, and we don't want to hear about it. We'll ram our product wherever we like. Apricotty. With enthusiastic consent. Um, um, I'd like to say, I, I really liked look, looking at your whole year, all, all of the episodes, those early ones, like you say, with the tech talks, and where you were talking between yourselves and digesting info. And mm. Liam was and talking, and I was digesting. You were moaning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, there we go. As long as we get it right. Um, I like those. I, I like those talks. It is weird thinking back to those now because they do feel like a while ago. It's changed a lot. There's there's way more confidence. There's a lot more brash. But actually, like I'm really excited. We want to get. Is it No Limits? Yeah. That I'd really like to talk to that guy and talk. We did. We ghosted him for a long time. (laughs) He's meant to be a bit of a wizard. That dude. He's got cross industry knowledge. It's it's very much not so much cross industry, but very much he knows what he's. Talking about for sure with yeah. composites. Well, by the sounds yeah. of things, he runs an insanely massive composites company. And this yeah. is a bit and of a hobby this project. This is a side project. So. Well, I, I need a wee, so I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we might wind it down. I think I think we might be done. What I like <laughs> as a favorite, it's not. It wasn't necessarily the most favorite episode, but the one recently with Nick from Lyft. Yeah, I'd had. I was on site that week, like really busy week, a lot of hours, came back, didn't have any time. And there's been a couple of episodes, nothing to do with the people that we're interviewing, but just that we've tried, basically overbooked ourselves and have sat down and and gone, gone, this is the last thing I need. Like, I don't have two hours to commit to this. This is the last thing I need right now. (laughs) (laughs) For reference, Rich is, um, doesn't matter. Um... And then we've done it, and <laughs> he's going to shit himself. Go on. It was quite a sentimental thing. Good. Um, he's still wearing his mic. <laughs> <laughs> I 
This is exactly what I hoped it would be. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Does anyone need a beer? Yeah, I'll yeah, have another I'll have one. one. I, like I, the, I don't know what we've got left. Not much. I've got a couple in the other fridge. Oh, no, hang on, hang on. I've got some this oh, let's is, do that right. and then we'll have room on the inside. We'll I found some away. backup lager. This is, Hang on. We're into bonus material. This, <laughs> this is properly director's cut. No, the, the moral of the story was sat down and gone, fuck, Ooh. I could really do with not doing this right now. Especially because we didn't know anything about it. No, especially, yeah, that particular episode. Or even like brand. No prep, didn't have a particular direct connection, whatever. And then got to the, like, warmed up through it. Before you know it, the time's flown. And then you get to the end and you go, fuck, that was cool. Like, isn't it cool that yeah. we do this? This is cool. Like, it is, it, it is a bit of work, but when it delivers, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is I great. liked. Um, that was the same for us with Keith as well. So Keith, Keith, like you didn't even know Keith Taboo was Keith Lemon. Yeah, Keith Lemon. <laughs> Keith Lemon, that famous uh, windsurf shaper from the nineties. Um, we, I knew Keith Lemon. What the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh um, dear, this is going you didn't, down. You didn't know Keith Ball was. <laughs> I knew he was an absolute legend and was like, oh, this is, I don't know how this is going to go with us. None of us, neither of us, sorry, knowing. Freddie vetoed me asking him to help me shape my next board. I was <laughs> <laughs> asking for a few tips. And like, how Mary's chill, how chill was he? Expert. How chill was he? He was brilliant. Wasn't he good? I really he liked that interview. That was that a really was, good, a good one. one. Because I didn't really know about him other than Simon Bassett banging on about him. Yeah. But, so, yeah, that was good. That was I think it'd one. be really nice for you guys to interview uh, a few unheard of like up-and-coming brands, small small foiling brands, but with passionate people behind them. I'm not talking, like to we're not talking to James Casey again. <laughs> 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 Those bloody Aussies with their hot weather and Board great, great oh. lifestyles. Give me a six mil wetsuit. And zinc, zinc sun cream. Um, Who do you want us to talk to? Think like along those lines. It's hard for me to say. Well, you said it, so there must be somebody on the top. Who are the small brands? Who are the up and comings? There's that little one coming out of Tarifa, isn't there? That is getting a bit of traction. I've seen there's there's a foil brand. I think it's based in Tarifa, and I've seen a few people ripping on that. I can't remember what the name of it is. I'm sure. Hopefully, you know, not a little brand, but Mike's Lab. Oh no, we've said this. Yeah, I think that'll be tricky. Like, no, I don't think it. I don't think it will be. What to talk to? I think. I think we must have the right connections to be able to talk there. That so I said... Good. Maybe I your listeners. Who do they want to listen to? That's a good question. I'm not sure. What was Probably you, what you say? So uh, progression podcast that. done him because they're Americans. I think they have, but we'd, we'd, ours would be way better anyway. Just, yeah. I've never listened to it personally. <laughs> I haven't. Freddie sent me one and straight away within 10 minutes. I was like, this is very... I have listened to a lot. It was the jingle. It was. That's what got me. Jingle, I was like, oh, no, it's a bit heavy. This that's because that's been made by like an adult, not a fucking seven-year-old. Yeah, you need a seven-year-old to do your jingles. Uh, yeah. Mike's Lab is a serious one yeah, because I would like in to kiting, I, I, I think I've talked about it, haven't I, in one of them, about their why they wouldn't register for the Olympics and all the yeah. rest of it. And their bullet three in kite racing was like, if you want something that will be podium speed, but easy to ride. There was no question the Bullet 3 was way ahead of like whatever Levitas were offering and Shoebanger were offering. And so everyone was pissed off when they didn't weren't able to use it anymore. So there's that part of it. There's like the Johnny Heineken connection. And what I really loved about it, that prone session that I was talking about with Guy, I asked him about Mike's Lab then because Mike's Lab was always his brother Ollie's 
foil of choice for ages in kite racing and kite foiling as well. And I said to Guy, I was like, when are we going to get to try Mike's Lab? Like, surely you're going to have a go on Mike's Lab. You've been trying all these brands, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, but it's paying for one. And I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well... There's no discount. Yeah. And he was like, and I was like, well, can't you at least get a trade price or something? And he was like, no. There isn't one. And it's like when, you know... You want it, you buy it. When, yeah. And how sick is that when one of literally Europe's best foilers... Can't get a deal. Can't get a deal. <laughs> well, I think I'm that, like that yeah, is follow, sick. followed up. Take, take note, industry. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, couple, there's a couple of things there in there that, that make that it hard appeal. to get. Play hard to get for a change, industry. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, God. I like that. I, I will. We and will around try. the Bay Area, they do not struggle to sell for us, from no. what I understand. Mm. We, we, we'll get there. And uh, did I send you the latest um, Johnny, Heineken, Johnny Heineken video the other day? Stop falling somewhere. There's a chap on YouTube that does all like commentates on all his Clay own. Clay Island. Clay Island, that's it. And I'm sorry, mate. I, I have to mute the video. I'm, I'm not <laughs> Hell bless him. I'm not brilliant hey, with that. Hey, does he like green screen himself <coughs> in the corner? No, no, is no, he doesn't. Dude? It is really nice, but that's at the same the time, it's very American. The footage, though, fucking hell. The glide out of stuff, the speed out of stuff, the speed that he maintains through everything, not just the calves, mm. but everything. He's that, riding solid walls. That's but. what I'm doing in my head when I'm <laughs> foiling on like a one foot bantam crumbler. He's only on a you, little board as well. Right. I'm the Heineken. You look, as far as sup foiling is concerned, best person I've ever seen in real life. <laughs> right? I'm going to give you that. Compared to Johnny Heineken, not a, not, not, not a smidge. I never learned to prone. <laughs> um, okay. So Mike's lab, we, we, we shall push there. And if any listeners want to tell us who they want us to talk to, we're not talking to shit brands. Uh, uh, no, so don't don't reach out with stupid things. We're not talking to our ID. Please get some women on. We will. We will. We want to. We want to. There were complete side note. There was a video that came up, and it was I can't remember who put the original video up. But they were like, how to... Oh, I think it might have been Kane de Wilder, is that his name? Mm-hmm. And it was like, how to downwind in seven steps. And then it was like, <laughs> did you see this? And he's like, run down to the beach. Number one, live in Maui. Jump, yeah. Well, no, it was like, get down to the beach, jump over the rocks, paddle out, blah, 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 blah. And then old Mr. Balls Muller com- puts a comment on there. And I was like, this is fucking brilliant. Because only you could say this, and it's completely legitimate. And his comment was... Why, like something along the lines of why no subfoil beach star or something, like criticizing the fact that he's walked into the water and paddled out. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Give him. It doesn't matter you can't how many attempts because yeah. he will get it. it. Gotta hand it to balls. We were. I was. I was really keen. I know that for some reason I don't think you were. I was really keen to interview him, and then he went and bloody went on something else, didn't he? There was yeah. there an overlap, and so you know, it's definitely that. it is it is funny whether we're just comparing ourselves to the other media outlets now. But I don't want to talk to the same people. It's like, no I get, point, I get, is it? It's not no, productive. It'll be the same annoyed. story. I get annoyed when Jeremy goes on other podcasts now because he's 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 one of us. Did you think he was a one podcast kind of guy? Well, well obviously not. I mean, he's shown his colours now, hasn't he? You feel, feel cheated on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, do a little bit. Do a little bit. Your comments oh, on that. Um, oh no, I can't do that. It'd be too obvious. Moving on. This this has got to be it because I don't want to fucking edit this. This is this is going to be long. Have we uh, been uh, in here four hours? How long is it? Enough time to get sore nipples and 
Yeah. When did we start? My pH levels are absolutely on point right now. I did the test. They are pretty good. I'll sling a bit of chlorine in at the end. She'll be good for a week. When did we start? Does anyone else want to actually bring anything up? Yes. Very lame. Very festive. Oh, shit. In the spirit of, and I'm not saying this exclusively, that these are the only examples. There's, fortunately, there's a lot of good outlets in the UK. We have the pleasure of dicking around with these two, Freddie. Mm-hmm. Chris of Poseidon, Rich of Kite Barn. If you are local to these guys, Chris is now Cornwall and South Coast. Is, is it Pool is the head location? Yeah. It's multi-location. And Rich is very much operating a monopoly in the South Hams, but you know we'll, we'll happily accept a greater area. It's Park Lane, mate. these two as you can hear ride gear test gear still fucking love these sports after literally decades of it and so if you are uk based if you are europe based two prime examples that you can pick up the phone and buy product that will be legit and decent so uh, you don't mind it when we're plugging you, do you? <laughs> Neither of right, you. Right. So Keep this is. So this is. I try and pick up the phone, but sometimes I'm busy. <laughs> the signal I, is bad here. I do my best. It's probably a WhatsApp. If you're going to ring honest. Kite Barn, WhatsApp call him because there's no signal in this Always valley. Always WhatsApp, here. man. But my point yeah. is, <laughs> genuinely, two people that are interested in gear. These are two of the best in the UK, and from Freddie and I, thank you to you both. Thank Merry you. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Cheers. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. ho, ho, ho. What a perfect ender to our Christmas episode. Thank you very much for listening. Shameless plug. Buy us some beers on whatever we set that up as. Uh, I'll tell you what, we've, plug. We've, we've got through some beverages. Yeah, we've turned them away. I can't, you, we can't keep up with the tab here. Godfather oh, needs right. to become the first subscriber because on the website that I don't know if anybody has visited or not, but there is a website, I don't know what it's called, maybe genericfoilingpod.com, not sure. If you Google it, it will come up. There is an option to sign up to a newsletter, and if enough people sign up, I, I would will like to write one. Yeah. do some verbal musings that yeah. hopefully will entertain. Can cool. you two actually write, though, or not? Can you just talk? Yeah, your no, bloody we'll... company used to pay me to write some shit down. <laughs> I can't yeah, write very be, well. You, <laughs> there, you did all right, actually. Can, can Freddie write? No, not at all. It's gone no, downhill no, since I bugged it up. Anyway, we're done. We're done, we're done, we're done. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope everyone has a good, whenever this goes out, Christmas Day. Happy New Year. We'll this is such a friendly greeting. See you soon. Have, <laughs> a, apologies have a good time. Yeah, apologies <laughs> in advance. <laughs> Merry Christmas and a happy I'm New self, Year. I'm self-depreciating. <laughs> as usual. Is that it? Are we okay? Are we good? Are we done? Oh, Alright, we're off. I want to know how long that was. Oh, I'll tell you in a minute. He's got his laptop turned off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking at one point, I was like, did he charge it?